Jason's alive. He killed my friend, now he's coming for me. He's got a death curse. Jason's a legend. I'm Mrs. Warrior, an old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs in hell. You're joining me if you stay here. Never come back again. You see, Jason was away somewhere, and today is his birthday. Welcome to another episode of Camp Blood Radio. I am your host, Nathan Barker, and joining me on this episode, as usual, is none other than the drunk uncle, Mr. Byron Kenton Mullins. Hey, what's up, guys? Good to be back. That's right. I said Byron. Yeah, yeah. Not that I, even I though I'm to... not in a bad mood. Nope, nope. Not, not that I had to say Byron, but just, just reminding people that technically his first name is Byron. It's uh well I actually I forgot to cover on the last the reason I have that name is that was my dad's name. So I'm actually the second Byron in my family. Uh so yeah, that's why I go by Kent in reality is because that was my dad's name and uh I'm more of a Kent. You failed to live up to your dad's legacy, so you had to go by Kenton is what you're telling us. Absolutely. Yeah. Every day. It's okay. I mean it, it is what it is. My dad uh my dad lived fast partied hard and died young and uh uh I, i've already i've already felt him and living up to his reputation so and i'm not even gonna try so it's all good that's why i go by kent well there you go you know you did not disclose that so that's good to know <laughs> <clears throat> i mean not every, not everybody uh falls in the shit ditch you know yeah you know, but I've, I've stopped trying so it's all good and he's not aware of it anyway so yeah that's why I go by Kent, man. I just uh, I use Byron in serious situations and and roll with Kent for the rest of my life because I'm rarely in a serious situation. Situations don't tend to get serious around me. Well, I mean, you are in backwoods, Kentucky. So unless you got maybe Ted or Todd at the Dollar General causing a ruckus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's actually, uh, you know, even though I'm in Kentucky I, and I grew up in a real backwoods cousin fucking meth fucking smoking uh moonshine running inbred town um I live in like a really uh like we moved I'm obviously still in Kentucky but we moved to like a really liberal town I live on a college campus so uh and <laughs> and you know there's I live around all these college kids that are super liberal so uh we went from you know the 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 Beverly Hillbillies to like uh well I guess we are kind of exactly like the Beverly Hillbillies in that aspect. We loaded up our truck and and moved right in here with all the uppity kid city city folk. Moving on up in the world. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well speaking of liberals, we're gonna talk about them in a second because we got we got some real good shit this week. So lots of fun shit to talk about before we get into the episode. So We'll probably lose some of you before we get to the the Friday stuff, but lots of fun shit this week. Lots of good stuff to catch up on. First off, we're going to talk about the the last episode and some of the responses we got with that, uh, whether it be Facebook messages uh, or, or whatever, whatever the fuck it was. But we are excited to announce that we found Mitch's pappy. We found him. He came out of the woodwork. He did. He did. And I, I was like, holy shit. So Mitch's Pappy announced himself on Facebook and he chimed in on the, uh, the episode post just in the, in the general comments. 
So we're going to give him a shout out here. Uh, Mr. Jason Sexton says, Midges Pappy here. Thank you for the shout out. And I hope to someday have a backpack beer with you all. We can have a beer and listen to Doggy Style. Amazing album. I know every word to Ain't No Fun. Thanks again. Well, guess what, Jason? I know every word too. So backpack beers and uh, we'll listen to Ain't No Fun if the homies can't have none. Absolutely. Great fucking song. I don't know every word, but I'll more than happily enjoy a beer with you and listening listen to uh what was the song ain't no fun ain't no fun i'll listen to ain't no fun all day long if the uh, homies can't have none i mean you know it's a good song if that's the words right i'll listen to it isn't any fun if the homies cannot have none with you guys all day long that's that's byron that'll be listening not yeah 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 that's that's his byron (laughs) listening ears so yeah, awesome. We found Mitch's Pappy. Like I said, shout out to Jason Sexton. We appreciate you tuning in and listen, listening to the show. And we will definitely have those backpack beers. Just hit us up. Let us know what conventions you're going to go to. Uh, or if you hear something that we might be at while you're tuning in, let us know. We'll definitely meet up. Uh, also, shout out to Russ Hewitt. And Russ made a suggestion. Russ has sent some messages. He's left a positive review. He's currently recognized as one of the top fans of the Camp Blood Radio show page on Facebook. So big shout out to Russ uh, for tuning in and being a a loyal listener. But he writes in this week that, uh, quote, you guys should have a second weekly show, Stories from Around the Campfire, a ballad of shit ditches and frosted tips, Um, end quote. Oh, yeah, dude. I could talk about the 90s. Those frosted tip years all day long because I've got so many stories. Oh, uh, failed. It was just—it was such a good time in life. It was just a good time to be a young person. We didn't have fucking you know so many failed hookups and 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 embarrassing sexual endeavors and and oh lord, and just think about all the successful (laughs) hookups. I mean, oh yeah, not just the failed ones. Everybody was just fucking spreading chlamydia and HPV. It was beautiful, man. Oh, it, it was, was just beautiful. a clapped up fucking mess. Oh, just it was a, just beautiful. Just a just a beautiful time to be a young adult. We didn't have social media, so you could swing your ding dong around. And no one knew about it. Yeah, I caught herpes three times, and that doesn't even make sense because you can only catch it technically once. But I caught it, it exactly. three separate times. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it, countless times. I mean, not to mention shit that they didn't even have names for the doctor. Just say here, uh, take this pill and walk it off. Oh yeah. yeah. And, then, and then tomorrow <laughs> use this, uh, use this purple. soap. he just so, go, you got it. And you'd be yeah. like, what? And he's like, whatever it is, man, you got it. Here's some pills. Yeah. And then he, he'd just clap and walk out of the room and laugh. <laughs> so I don't know yeah. if he was laughing. Is he laughing at your ding dong size or is he laughing because you were clapped up again? Well, for me, it was usually both. I was going to say, I, I never really knew. I never really knew. It used to piss me off. I always wanted to ask him, what the fuck are you, what do you, what do you mean? What is that supposed to mean? Because Why? those rooms you got to get naked in, they're always, they're always fucking sub-zero. Uh, and no then you're stand there barefoot on that cold-ass tile. Nobody wants to see this in that situation. Nobody. Exactly. You don't even I mean, want to doesn't... see this in a warm, comfortable situation, let alone that situation. No, and you don't know when they're going to walk in, so it's not even like you can prepare yourself and maybe, maybe you know, slap yourself and kind of get the blood flowing a little bit. Kind of, you can't. You don't <laughs> even have time to do that because they just. You can't hear them coming down the hallway. 
And all of a sudden that, that big ass heavy fucking wooden door fucking opens up and there he is with the fucking gloves. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. You're standing there all cold. You try to get three like quick tugs on it. So it's not so humiliating. And, and right about the time that it shrivels back up to its embarrassing self, that's when the door swings open before you can get another tug. And it's just, it's always embarrassing, man. Awkward, awkward for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever been tested for an STD, but they shove a Q-tip right up your pee hole or that's how they used to do it many years ago. I don't know how they do it now, but it was just, it was, it was a learning experience, man. It was, uh, it was traumatizing. Yeah. I don't know what they do nowadays. Maybe, maybe it, it'd be nice if they could just like do a simple blood test and just get it over with that way. I mean, they can test for everything else in your body. Why can't they test for the clap and fucking whatever herpagonocyphilades? I mean, really, you can't just take a blood test for that. They might be able to now. I don't know. It's been a while since I was a young, uh, you know, stud running around and 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 making my mark on society. Oh yeah, yeah. It really was though. The the late nineties, early two thousands. If you were going to leave Pecker tracks around a college campus, that was the fucking time to do it. No doubt. Nowadays, yeah, it was beautiful time. We got, we got the butt hurt fucking liberals just ruining it for everyone. Because every every fucking college student nowadays, I swear, I swear, is a fucking just a. a diehard liberal every time you see the news or you see these like i got a private university where i live at locally and it's just a bunch of dildos with their fucking hipster beards and haircuts and their tight fucking pants and little book bags and i just want to fucking drive over the sidewalk and fucking clip all of them every time i drive by there (laughs) fuck yeah they're uh like i said i live on a college campus and they're it's different man <laughs> whenever no, we were in, whenever i was in college uh it was a lot different they, they just all look very uh weak and everybody's afraid like to say all, yeah well they're they're keyboard warriors they talk shit online but when you see them in real life it's like I'll, i'd knock you the fuck out like it, it'd take 10 of you motherfuckers to, to even have a slight chance like i would mow you down like bowling pins all of you yeah, and, yeah and they're, I, they're weak because they're vegan so they they don't none of them weigh a hundred hundred pounds soaking wet because they don't have any they don't fucking nourish their bodies properly. I mean, just out here tweeting a, are tweeting about socialism and and fucking feminism and Bernie Sanders and bro, just eat a steak and and go go lift some weights. Go join go join the military. Do something for God's sakes. Let's we need to like masculinity has become a crime. I, I don't know why, but. We really uh, needed a big, a big injection shot of masculinity back into this into this uh, back into this country. Oh, exactly. Now, last week we talked about how I wish, well, we wish that we could go back in time and beat the shit out of our twenty year old selves. Now, imagine, imagine what our twenty year old self would have done to today's twenty year olds. I, I don't, you, you know, whatever. We could I was... not have been friends at all. No, but. In their defense, in their defense, um, this is none of this is their fault. It, it's not. It's not any of it is their fault. It's it's society. It's the the way that it's the indoctrination in in these schools. And you know what? Like I'm, we're sitting here talking shit about liberals. Uh, the hardcore conservatives aren't much better in terms of intelligence. You know, it, it's. <laughs> It's really a double-edged sword, man. It's it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's a lose-lose situation on both sides. The world is full of fucking dickheads, period. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, <clears throat> yeah, just a, 
it's easy to talk about stories from back then because there were so many because life was just so great. Like my dad will talk about the seventies and how great it was. And I'm sure it was even better than the nineties and the early two thousands, but technology was a little bit, well, I shouldn't say a little bit. It was a lot better than what it was back then, but we, we didn't have to deal with that social media shit. So like I said, you could do the helicopter and fucking keg stands all day long and nobody knew about it on Facebook live. So I'm it was on my space. I didn't even have to deal with that. I was already, I was out of college and in the real world by the time that came about. Oh, my space was big when I was in college. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, you're like four and a half years younger than me. So you're basically almost, you're damn near, I'm not going to say a generation, but you're the end of the decent people before they turned into dildos. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I don't know what you want to call that, but that's, that's how I'm going to view it. So anyways uh like i said shout out to russ and we i like that idea i like that idea so let's think about that uh having a a second weekly show like i said you can call it whatever you want stories from around the campfire a ballad of of shit ditches and frosted tips yeah we could do us we could do a second show but i'll just say this we don't really have time to do a second one i mean kent has like seven kids and a bunch of young ones and he has to work in the steel mill to put food on the table for his seven kids. It's like little house on the prairie in Kentucky out there. If you, if you can picture that. So he's got to work and do all that shit. Yeah. I have, I have have, uh, adult responsibilities. Right. Right. And you know, so we just don't really have time to do a second show, but we do have time to talk about, other things during shows, maybe do a couple extra episodes here and there, maybe do some special episodes along the way where we do maybe talk a little bit about Friday, but we tell some stories or talk about what's relevant because Russ, I will tell you, buddy, that you were not the only person this week who made a suggestion or made a comment about liking the episode or this, that, and the third, I got several messages and uh, I even a couple times over the course of the week, I was even told that this this was people's favorite show, one of the best shows out there. And I just I appreciate the comments. I'm I'm flattered. I'm humbled by them. If you think that this is one of the best shows out there, I mean that's that's awesome to hear. That's uh, definitely humbling to hear that. So we even um, we even got we even got a message. Uh, somebody posted um, a comment on the show page. Ken, I'll let you read it off. Uh, uh, Jason, um, I'll let you go ahead and just read that info. We got one. We got a shout out to Jonathan Sanders or Jonathan. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He said, uh, this last episode was the best episode you guys have, have done. I really enjoyed it. Kane's the goat though. And, uh, we appreciate that Jonathan. Um, I, I personally, part eight is one of my favorites in the franchise. So I can understand why you feel that way. Even Kane's though we dick give, riders. Yeah. We give Kane a hard time around here, but, uh, it's all in good fun at the end of the day. Yeah, uh, but think about that. If that was the best show, and I mean, not a knock to his comment by any means, but that just leads into more of the comments that I've been getting and people just loving the new style of the show. And we didn't even hardly talk about Friday the 13th on the last episode. So if that was the best episode, then, I mean, holy shit, just think of what we could do if we kind of did a whole new, uh, I guess, reformatting of the program. I mean, that's that's kind of how it would be every week. It'd be a little bit about Friday, but more of us talking shit, uh, talking about what's relevant in the world or things that we miss from 17 and a half years ago. I, I don't know. So yeah, yeah. let us know. Let us know what you think about that. 
we don't have a, a problem switching it up a little bit. But obviously, when we do have Friday talk, Friday topics that are hot that we need to talk about, then we would have to do less of that. So let us know your thoughts there. Well, uh, one of the podcasts that I listen to is called Hey, Do You Remember? And uh, they review movies uh, from like the 90s and, and the really, really early 2000s. Um, it's a really good podcast if anybody else is looking for a good podcast to to listen to. But anyways, one of the reasons that I enjoy that podcast is so much is the banter between the three of them. And and uh, the main host, Chris, he he shares a lot of stories from his childhood and, and growing up and everything. And that's a big draw for me. He's also really fucking funny. So uh, I can completely relate to why people like episodes where there's banter like that and reflection on, you know, things that have happened to you in the past, because that's, I mean, it's, I, I can relate to that because that's literally why I love that podcast in particular, because of how funny those guys are. And, and not only are they, you know, talking about the, what the podcast is about, but their how it re- pertains to them and their, when they were children and, and this and that. And so, yeah. Hey, do you remember if, if that's the name of the podcast, pretty good podcast, I advise you to, or I suggest everybody listen to that one too. Um, if they like the kind of banter that, that, you know, me and Nathan share here, cause it's a lot of the same thing. Well, there you go. Check that one out. I'm not familiar with that one, but I'll probably check it out too. And I think just what you said that resonated with Mitch's pappy <clears throat> because he chimed in a couple of comments. Um, let's see what he said there. Just scrolling through, uh, and not verbatim, but a couple. One comment was uh, the age of Jenko's vans, long ass wallet chains. Said he loved the concert stories that we had, uh, and yeah, I mean, there's shit that like I forgot about wallet chains, and then I'm reading these comments, and it's bringing me back down memory lane again, like thinking, oh shit. Uh, so there's a lot that you know we we can touch on a lot of shit when it came back to that time. Uh, but Jason, <laughs> Jason had a, a fun little comment here. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this because. I thought the shit ditch was fucking hilarious. So Jason on, on Facebook, Mitch's pappy said, you don't want to walk on the floor at a concert. I can give you a reason why. Back in the 90s, me and my buddies went to a music festival and they handed out plastic bags for your beer cans. And, uh, well, getting to the back bathrooms was a pain in the ass and all the people drinking beer, uh, blah, 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 basically pissing like a racehorse. And uh, so he went on to say that, so we started pissing in the plastic bags and leaving them on the ground for people to step on. And uh, let's see, he says, and one of my friends even took a full piss bag and spun it around in the air above his head and launched the fucking thing into the air above the crowd towards the stage. (laughs) That's just savage. Like that's, that's like, that's not as bad as falling in the shit ditch, but getting hit in the head with a bag of concert piss. That's right up there. That's yeah, right up there. that's 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 just another day at a Gigi Allen concert. Well, I mean, think about this. It, if you were going to be a dickhead, and I've done some some really savage things that I, I don't even really want to talk about necessarily, maybe someday, but let's think about the piss bag, all right? If you're standing there with your buddies and you're pissing in the fucking piss bags, and maybe maybe you just fucking you know, smoked a fucking fatty or, you know, there's, there's piece of their cigarette. People have put their, put their cigarettes in there. They're fucking the ends of their fucking blunts or joints or whatever. I mean, who knows? You might just empty your pockets out in the piss bag and who knows what else could be in the piss bag. I mean, in the grand scheme of things though, all the cigarette butts and all that shit, it, it's really just the piss that I don't want on. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm just thinking to myself like that's it's trust me. It's I know it's not as bad as falling in a third world poo shit ditch. I, I get that. But the thought of being hit 
while I'm at a Limp Biscuit concert and being hit in the back of the head and have a piss bag explode on my red fucking Yankees hat, I'm going to be fucking mad. I don't know, man. Um, you know, looking back, if I had to choose between uh, catching a bag of piss in the in the center of my back at a concert when I'm... Oh, no, it's going to hit you in the head. It's going to hit in you the in the head. head. Well, you know, whatever, piss is piss. It's go in your um, mouth. You're going to swallow part of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like... At the time that I fell, like I said, at the time that I fell in the shit ditch, I hadn't showered in four months anyway. So it was like, whatever, you know. If I'm at a concert having a good time and and I'm I'm I, you know, I showered just a few hours ago, I've got good clothes on. I might be in I was more of an Air Force Ones kind of guy. I always wore Air Force Ones. But uh I would rather I'll take the shit ditch over catching a a bag of piss on my clean clothes with my little fucking preppy hair, you know, standing up and everything. Cause at least fucking hipster hair. Yeah. 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 I don't want to mess up my hipster hair now. Cause I, I mean, I'm clean now at the time when the shit ditch happened, I wasn't clean. So it was like fucking whatever. You know, right. Just you just it. light up a cigarette and walk it off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, walk you can't get any lower in terms of exist and like miserable no. existences. So like, it was just an addition to that. And you're already so low at that point that it doesn't even matter. So, no, I'll take another Afghanistan shit ditch than I will a bag of hot piss on my clean clothes. I mean, I I don't want either one of them. I know that. But Mitch's pappy, there you go. The drunk uncle would rather take that flying bag of concert piss right to the back of his his uh, his fitted hat, his Fred Durst red Yankees hat. And, you know, another um, thing about third world shit, you know, they eat a lot of rice. There's not a lot of meat. And uh, it's a lot of like uh, rice and 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 wheat, so it has a very bland taste. It's not, it doesn't even taste that bad. So <laughs> it's not like a spicy shit that you got. They don't have any spices over there. It's not like a they ate seventeen cheesy gordita crunches after being at the bar till four in the morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not you're not eating the shit of, <clears throat> of some fucking twenty seven year old that just that just killed a, a half a fifth of Jose Cuervo and four Bud Light oranges. And then and then slammed, uh, you know, smothered, covered, whatever order of of hash browns at Waffle House. Um, this then, is just water and and rice shit. Right. So it, it's almost doesn't even have like imagine chewing on a newspaper. So I mean, now that you say that, it doesn't sound so bad. It's not that it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Right on. So Mitch's pappy also went on to say that he bet he bet that that, that same shit ditch was where the Friday the 13th part eight script came from. And I got a good little chuckle from that. Well, you know, I really, I really, I really like Mitchell's pappy, but, but I I have an issue with that, with that comment because of how good that Jason takes Manhattan is. So um, we are in agreement with everything up until that point, but uh, I'm going to let it slide because he seems like a pretty cool dude. Well, and now we know who Mitch's pappy is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a mystery man up until now. And I was surprised that, like I said, that it wasn't one of the seven Mitchell's pappies that I know. I was shocked because immediately when he said Mitch's pappy here, I I had to do it. I had to think to myself, fuck, I know like eight of them. And then I'm like, nope, this has got to be the one because I don't know how many of the ones that I know listen to the show. So it narrowed it right down. Yeah. I couldn't believe that, that it was one that we had, that we weren't aware of. Exactly. So also a big shout out to the homie, Chris Lyles. Chris sent me, a, he actually texted me. Chris and I grew up together. Chris 
Chris moved away when we were we were in high school. Little clown had to move out of state, and uh, he texts me <clears throat> on uh, actually on Friday the thirteenth, and here's what he said: "Man!" Exclamation point. Kent talking about the sleepaway camp reveal. Oh shit! They got me. I'm gay now. In fucking tears. Then a bunch of laughing emojis. So you made his day. Yeah, yeah. That was that. Uh, that was that time I was gay. So, and, and I'm sure there's other stories where I've been gay before and, and I'm sure they'll come up on the podcast, but I'll, I'll spit those out as, as I, as I come up with them. Uh, I've probably been gay a lot of times in my 33 years on earth. I think we all have, we just don't, you know, we just don't admit it to ourselves. Like I'm gay every time I watch a Ryan Reynolds movie. So, I mean, gay when you go to the gay bar, I'm gay when I go to the gay bar. Well, I was a straight man in a gay bar, but I did see uh, a lot of gay stuff like, it is had, really hard to take a piss at a urinal while another man, while one man is like fellatio and another man and they're bumping into your ass and you're trying not to like get piss on your, on your blue jeans, you know? So, well, well yeah, because I, that'd be terrible if you got piss on yourself. I mean, we've already been over that one. Yeah. Yeah. And you also don't want to like rub your dickhead up against the back of that wet urinal. Ooh, so it's just, not, it's just ooh. stressful. It's just yeah. stressful, man. Pissing in gay restrooms is just very stressful awkward for everyone involved yeah 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 but you know overall like i was there with uh my who is now my ex-wife but my i was there with she had gay friends so uh we would just go with them and i was married at the time so and i'm married now but to a different woman but uh i was married so i wasn't trying to hook up so yeah i'll go hang out at a gay bar i'm (laughs) i'm comfortable enough with my sexuality after watching sleepaway camp to go hang out at a gay bar yeah obviously and there's a lot of good times there man well, a lot of good times okay. there. Have you ever been to a tranny show, Nathan Barker? No, I have. I have not. I have not. But we discussed that, and we can discuss that again. So, but it's okay because you used to be gay. We've already just we've already talked about that. So you can go to the gay bar, and it's totally okay. Yeah, yeah. And I got shit faced uh, with a tranny named Jacob. Uh, I don't remember what his um, like female name was when he was on stage dressed as a girl, but he was dressed as a woman. Uh, we got shit faced at a bar one night, and that was. Uh, the coolest dude uh, that I've ever met in my life. So uh, Jacob, the tranny, um, if you're listening to the show, um, it was fun drinking with you, man. There you go. Jake, the tranny hashtag Jake, the tranny. Maybe we'll figure out who he is too. Hopefully so, he'll, uh, I never got his last name. You know, my wife was uh, doing her thing and enjoying the dance floor. And I was just getting shit faced with Jake, the tranny. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful night. Well, there you have it. And one more shout out before we move on, and that is to BJ Crowder. He wrote in that I absolutely love this show. I'm a faithful listener. You guys together are hilarious, and Machete at Taco Bell was awesome. And so, I've actually got a funny story about BJ Crowder, uh, not him in particular, <clears throat> but this happened this morning. I like listening to Stephen Crowder's uh, podcast, and I and I couldn't remember Stephen's first name, and I topped in BJ Crowder like three times, and. Uh, yeah, a lot of people probably know who Steven Crowder is, but uh, yeah, I was searching for BJ Crowder and his podcast wasn't coming up and it was because I was actually looking for Steven Crowder. And you know, I'm 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 five minutes into the story right now and I'm just now realizing that it's not that funny. Uh, so I'm no. just trying to roll with it, but yeah. but it's okay. That's okay. It's okay. Just We'll just keep right on, right on walking along the ditch here. Uh, yeah. Let's see. So BJ let us know that he uh, he was a high school principal. So I, I'm like, whoa, we got high school educators uh, listening to the show. And he shared some pictures of his Friday the 13th collection, a lot of signatures, a lot of cool items there. Um, 
just want to say like thanks for listening thanks for thanks for chiming in letting us know a little bit of the backstory we appreciate that we obviously value education here at camp blood radio so we can appreciate your career and your time spent as an educator um obviously you mentioned that you're not no longer in that position but it was still still cool to kind of know who some of the listeners you know what what do some of our listeners do we don't know some some of you we do know but some of you, some of you, we don't. So there's thousands of them out there. So it is, it is cool to kind of see how diverse some of the the uh, the crowd gets out there. So um, we appreciate that. And uh, another shout out to Brian Emenheiser, of course. Uh, Brian actually mailed me a print. I got that this week of the um, the South Jersey Jason uh, in the Lot Lizard. And I I don't have it in front of me, so I can't remember who the artist is. But he sent me an eight by ten of that, and the artwork was fucking hilarious. Because if anybody knows what we're talking about with the lot lizard, you got to tune in to the episode with that was featuring Brian SouthJerseyJason.com, and we talk about the lot lizard in Blairstown, New Jersey. So, yeah, I, I actually just got mine too. I, just, I opened it right before we started recording here, so I'm, I'm gonna have to shoot Brian a message after we get off here. But uh, yeah, cool, cool eight by ten, nice little uh, photo there that came with it. Uh, really, really appreciate it, Brian. Thank you. Yeah, the artwork's the artwork is awesome. I'll uh I'll give a shout out to the artist. Brian, just let me know who that was, or actually I can just look at the fucking print. If I'm not too lazy to do that, I'll uh I'll do that later. So um if I forget, just let me know. And uh also a shout out to James Sweet. James posted a picture of him wearing his Camp Blood radio shirt from slasher tees.com, which uh we will give uh, a bunch of shout outs to him on social media for that later. But uh, Slash Tees did run a Friday the 13th sale, and all the Friday shirts, I think, were like 13% off. So if any of you took advantage of that, uh, hopefully a few of you did at least. And uh, also speaking of Slasher Tees, James Amaral, the owner of Slasher Tees, will be on an episode coming up here oh, probably within the next uh, next couple weeks. So uh, look out for that episode. And uh Let's see what else here. We've got just a, a lot of stuff going on this week, obviously with the holidays and this, that, and the other. Uh, I do have to, <laughs> since we're talking about concerts, this is this is fucking awesome. So, anyways, uh, and I was I was unaware of this. I just hadn't seen any links to it or whatever. And a friend of mine, uh, Derek Troxel, on uh, tags me on Facebook, and it's Limp Biscuit Weezer. Blink 182 to play a festival at Shawshank Prison in Mansfield. Hold on, Limp Biscuit, Weezer, and Blink 182. Yeah, dude, that's a killer lineup. That's yeah, a killer so lineup. The 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 link is at Cincinnati.com, um, or you could probably Google it real quick. So, what I will say though is, I can do without Weezer and Blink 182, but I'm obviously a huge Limp Biscuit fan. So. But you know, Ohio. I mean, that's not. A, I've been to been to conventions in Ohio, so why not go see Limp Biscuit in Ohio? I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna think about that. I'm gonna think about that. So I'm I'm, I'm, oh, I'm looking at this right now. I, I'm I can't believe it. I loved Blink 182. Well, um, what it is, it's a it's I guess it's it's like a festival, and there's 38 or 40 bands, two stages. It's a tattoo. Um, a fucking tattoo festival also there's like 60 or 100 tattoo artists there and i'd have to scroll down and look but it was like it was quite a bit so it's not just those three bands there's a bunch of others too and uh i don't have the list in front of me i already i already 
scrolled away from that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's something that maybe we'll think about. And if anybody wants to, wants to take some bags, maybe we can piss in bags and throw them at people for old time's sake. I don't know. Maybe, maybe throw some piss bags around. Just a thought. I'm looking at a picture of all three of them and it's, uh, it's really, oh, and this is a recent image from all three bands. And it's really like uh, sad seeing these, these guys that I listened to and seen growing up and they're stating that like, <laughs> like uh, Fred Durst, Fred Durst looks like a guy that wouldn't be allowed within like 300 feet of an elementary school. Wearing like uh, a bucket hat and a fucking, he's got a gray beard and gray hair. And he just looks like, it's like, man, what the fuck happened to Fred Durst? Yeah, yeah, and then the lead singer of Weezer looks like he's mid-transition. So, Fuck. <laughs> and then the uh, the guitarist for Blink One Eighty Two. I don't think that they have Tom DeLonge with them anymore, which was the lead singer of Blink One Eighty Two, and uh, that's a bummer because he was the he was kind of the heart and soul of that of that band. But he got all fucking crazy, and he's into like aliens and space spaceships and stuff. If you, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, he Fuck spent. No. He Tom DeLong spent all of his Blink One Eighty Two money on on UFOs and alien research, and he is just in left fucking field now, man. Like way out in left field, looking up at the sky, looking for UFOs. So, more power to you, buddy. But no, I just thought I'd share that. <clears throat> like I said, uh, Limp Biscuit. I, I I saw the link. I'm like, holy shit. So, because I, I literally have not seen Limp Biscuit in twenty fucking years, almost to the day, twenty years. So, yeah, that would be that would be pretty badass. But I don't know. I'm getting old now. I can't I can't do it like I used to. So there would be no crowd surfing. I might throw a piss bag around, maybe, uh, but I wouldn't wear a pair of J's and I wouldn't be crowd surfing. We'll put it that way. So I'd say there's going to be plenty of piss bags flying around at a Weezer concert anyway. Oh, yeah, that's that's a definite as far as that goes. So any, if anybody's interested, Cincinnati.com, check out the article or just fucking Google it, whatever. Um, I think it's, I think it's coming up in May of 2020. So a little bit of time to, uh, to, to get a bag collection going on if you plan on going. So, uh, speak, you mentioned Twitter. So that reminds me also, we do have a Twitter account, uh, but new for social media this week is we are now officially on Instagram camp underscore blood underscore radio check us out on instagram we'd appreciate that we'll we'll post show links um maybe pictures of shit ditches uh maybe maybe random photographs from the the world map i don't know i'm not sure what we'll post we'll talk about it and you'll just have to follow us to figure it out we might post pictures of us with tom morga at the home depot because kent and i tom recently helped us at the garden section and we have we just have all kinds of pictures, so you never know what might be on there. Might be a picture of Kent on vacation in Afghanistan. You never know. You so, never know what, what's going to show up. Yeah, and you and you've still got to post your no limit uh, album cover edits. I do, I do. Yes, I did on the Facebook show link last this past week. Uh, I did post a picture of the no limit pendant. I did. It's in one of the comments, and I I do have the album edits, but I'm not really sure where they're at. I have a lot of stuff in storage, a lot, and I cannot remember. I don't I don't remember where they're at. So you got to stay tuned for that. I'll try to make it a point maybe over the weekend to try to dig those out, or at least at least figure out where they're at as far as that goes. Um, but also uh, speaking of no limit, that just reminded me. So when I made the show post for the episode this week 
to go on the Facebook page. I thought, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, we talked about a lot of shit and gave a bunch of shout outs and, and, and some good discussion about a lot of things. So I'm just going to tag a bunch of these on Facebook, if it'll let me and see what happens. So if anybody that, if you've seen the post or if not, the post has had, I don't know how many thousand views. So I'm sure some of the listeners have seen it. Well, I know some of them have because Mitchell's Pappy chimed in, Russ Hewitt, Brian Emenheiser, a couple of the others that I already mentioned. Um, but go down to the bottom. I, I tagged like Folgers. I tagged Tim Allen. What the fuck are you? And I'm thinking somebody is going to like or comment on this. I'm, I'm thinking because I tagged a shitload of them. I, I was tagged really pissed C- off that, that Lint Biscuit didn't respond, honestly. They, and kind of offended because I'm what the offended. fuck are you doing? What, what are, are you, you doing, doing Fred Durst? What are you doing, buddy? And just you know, to think, I'm, I'm considering going to Cincinnati to see you to see you again 20 years later and you can't even press that fucking like button. You know, you can't leave your apartment because you're on a fucking ankle monitor. What are you doing? Fred? Exactly. West Borland. You're the one that probably run book page. You probably sit there and paint your face up and put your black contacts in and you respond to the Facebook notifications. That's what I think happens because John Otto, John Otto ain't got time to that. He ain't got time for that because he's, he's taking it to the Matthews bridge. That's what the fuck he's doing. Hold on, you so, lost me here. You, you, who is Wes Borland and who is John Otto? You, you are disappointing me right now. <laughs> you, you just stop it right now. Who are they? You, the are fucking the band members. Of, that's the other two guys of Limp Biscuit. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, there's, well, there's mean, a. That's not the entire band, but that's whenever you think about Limp Biscuit, that's what you. Those are the names you typically associate with. Wes Borland's the lead guitarist. Paints his fucking okay. You know, he always has the painted face and stupid outfits on. And the contacts. Um, yeah, exactly. So Yeah, I, I'm, I remember I'm, him. I'm I don't remember him. the other dude. Well, I'm blaming Wes Borland. I'm going to blame you for not responding after I tagged the Limp Biscuit band page that has like one point fucking eight million likes or followers, and we couldn't even get a we couldn't even get a response. And Tim Allen, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, and you didn't respond either, buddy. So well. The next time we talk about Dixie Chicks and I and I mention them all by name, you better know them. Well, and you know what? Uh, I didn't expect C Murder official to respond because he's in prison, but maybe a representative could have responded. Maybe Master P or No Limit Records Forever. I tagged I tagged fucking Folgers. You mean I'm sitting here drinking another cup of Folgers right now? God damn it! We we are we're kind of like a sponsor for Folgers. Yeah, I love I love me. I, I I like it cold though. The hot, I do too. the hot coffee is is hard on my lips. It's hard on my sensitive little lips. Your your liberal lips. Your liberal yeah, hipster uh, fucking lips. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I like it cold with a little bit of sugar in it. Cold with a little <laughs> and one ice cube. And an ice cube and some milk, warm milk. <laughs> you like it? Like, room, I don't want it. I don't want it too cold. You want it room temperature, like seventy six degrees. Maybe yeah. just a little bit colder, so it's not such a shock. Right. Exactly. And not too much sugar because you don't want to be up all all night. No, it just messes my system up. And where I'm on this vegan diet, uh, I just can't have too much sugar in my body. It, it messes me up. It gives me the poops. Oh, good lord, good lord. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I love Folgers, so yeah, we'll be the we'll be an official sponsor for you, Folgers. And Budweiser, you didn't like it either. I I tagged Budweiser. What the fuck are you doing, Budweiser? It's people like us that you depend on. I've never even known any. I, listen, I'm from backwoods cousin fucking, like I said, Kentucky. I've never even known anybody 
that that drink Budweiser. I don't know how that company is still in business. And I've been to many trailers where an angry dad stormed out on the porch and kicked a bunch of beer cans off the porch. And not one of those angry stepdads or dads um, ever drink Budweiser. Don't forget the drunk uncles. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. A lot of them clowns, they can't afford to drink the diesel. They're drinking the Natty Light. They're drinking the Ice House, the Steel Reserve. That's why you ain't seeing the Budweiser. Oh man, Natty Lot. When I was in when I was in college, it was Natty Lot all day. We were about quantity over quality. Man, that was our I, motto. I, I can't do that. I never could do Natty Light. I mean, hey, what the other day I did pick up Natty Light has they call it Natter Days or whatever, and it's this strawberry lemon beer, lemonade beer. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I grabbed a tall boy at the liquor store. I'm like, I'm gonna give it a shot. And I was expecting it to be probably like a Mike's Heart Lemonade or some foo foo shit like that. But I'll try anything once, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I, I crack it open and it just tastes like, it just tastes like a flat ass beer, which that's what natural light to me is a flat ass beer anyway. But it just tasted like a, a watered down natural light with a hint of strawberry and lemon. They're fucking not, they're not good. So don't uh, well, try you know, it. I've got to be honest with you, Nathan, around the time that I started growing this beard and I donned these glasses and, and got this like a really hipster haircut, I started drinking IPAs. And, uh, I, I really, I really like, I've really ventured off into the, into the independent beers and I'm, and I'm kind of enjoying them. I'm not going to lie to you. Hang on though. IPAs. What, what's that tree bark and water? Am I, am I right? Yeah. On that? You know, you have like, wall. it's, it's walnut flavored with a hint of, of coconut, like stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, they have these like pick, you, you pick up the, at, at the liquor store where by my house, you can get like the little six pack thing, and then you get to pick from this whole this entire shelf of independent like like weird beers, and that's like my favorite thing in the world. And I'll just get a six pack, and you win some and you lose some. Well, I just had an epiphany, and you you Kentuckians, you like to make your own shit, right? You cook your own meth, so oh yeah, you can't you can't mm-hmm. ever buy mainstream meth ever that's the biggest yeah. mistake anyone can make so uh, you sh- you should just you should just uh craft your own beer you should just do it yourself make your own beer at home yeah uh actually i've got a buddy that does that and uh, that's it's the hipster good. thing to do that's the hipster yeah. thing to do right there but i'll still get down with some fucking natty lot i'll drink some natty lot and i like some jack daniels uh i just killed a fifth of jack daniels the other night like two nights ago so uh i've still got you that did. do what I said you did. You killed the whole thing, huh? He... Yeah, well, not 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 all in one sitting. Uh, I had been, you know, like taking hits out of it for a while. It was like my like daddy's cough medicine. Oh, it's just know, a little like, pull here, a little pull there. Yeah, yeah. And then I seen that there was like I don't know, maybe maybe four or five fingers worth left in it the other night, and I was like, we need to get rid of that. It's just taking up space. I do the same thing. I do it all the time. Yep. Oh, uh, these these eleven beers that are in the refrigerator—they gotta go. I gotta drink them right now. They can't take up all this space. I gotta have room for the hot sauce and all the other awesome things that gotta go in there. You just talk yourself into it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your uh, go-to beer? Uh, I drink Keystone Light regularly. Still, how are you fucking it. gonna bitch about Natural Light and then and then go to Keystone? It's the same goddamn thing. No, you are wrong, my friend. No, but... I'm not. I am not wrong. Keystone Light. I'll tell you what, this is a true story. We're going to have a little story time again. So back in the day, in the early 2000s, in the late 90s, um, anyways, I my parents, I can remember my parents, my aunt and uncle, uh, other other adults, 
they were drinking Keystone Light back in the day, like I said, over uh, whether it be in the 90s. Um, and then, of course, I started drinking it, you know. Of course, I started drinking it when I'm a teenager, of course, like, you know, because that, that's what you do. You start drinking when you're a teenager. You don't wait until you're 21. Who the fuck does that? So, anyways, that's what I started drinking was Keystone Light. So, it was like a normal taste for me. It was, And then it's like, because I never liked Bud Light. I didn't like the flavor of it. I mean, I could I could tolerate it. I don't like the flavor of Miller Light. I can drink Budweiser, but I love Coors Light. Well, Coors Light makes Keystone Light. So I would either buy Coors Light or Keystone Light. And you could never go into a bar and be like, hey, give me it. Well, some you can. But for a long time, you could never go into a bar and buy fucking Keystone Light. You had to drink, you know, drink a fucking Coors. And now you can walk in and get Keystone Light. It's no big deal. So those are my go-to. I love Coors Light, love Keystone Light. I like some other beers, but as far as just regular walking the local, walk in your local stop and rob, and you've got Coors, Bud, and Miller products are the typical. So, of course, I'm going with the Coors products. I, I like Miller. I was always a Miller light guy. What's your uh, what's your go-to hard liquor? Or, no, what's your go-to fucking froofy bitch drink? Um, I really don't have one. Every now and again, I'll, I'll have like a, a Mike's Hard Lemonade or something like that. Like I said, I, I tried a White Claw, and I about um, – you know, that didn't work. So it just depends. I mean, I don't drink those very often, but liquor wise now, I mean, it's went in cycles when I was, when I was young, I used to drink a lot of Red Bull and Jaeger as a drink. I'm not talking about Jaeger bombs, people. This was before Jaeger bombs were even a fucking thing. I could walk into my, my college bar and they had half price drinks on Wednesday nights and it was a dollar fifty for mixed drinks. This was uh two thousand three. Walk in the fucking door of the bar and get whatever you wanted. And I used to order literally Red Bull and vodka in a tall glass and just drink them. I used to buy pints of Jaeger, bottles of Jaeger and cases of Red Bull and drink that as a drink. And I, I mean, of course when you're young, you're just hopped up all the time anyway. So um the bar got wise to that because all of my buddies were doing the same thing. Imagine what it was costing the bar to mix Red Bull and Jaeger in a tall glass on half price liquor night. Yeah. God knows. <laughs> oh yeah. They ain't making no fucking money. They're losing money. So after about a couple months of that, they fucking put the kibosh to us, man. They said no more of that. That's off the fucking menu. You can have it as, and I'm not saying we invented the Jaeger bomb, but this was right around the time when that became a thing. And they said, we, we'll do it in a, a, a short version of it. And that's what I became to know as the Jaeger bomb. And then it, you, I, we started seeing them everywhere. And I'm Jager sure other places. Me, Jaeger bombs put me in the emergency room twice. Oh, man, man. I, I used to dr- I love me some Jaeger bombs. So that when I was younger, Jaeger and Jack used to drink the shit out of Jack and um, Southern Comfort. Those were my go-tos for liquor, and then I was always a, a heavy beer drinker. And then get, and then, uh, and then as I get older, I'm like, oh, I like, I like uh, rum and coke, so I drink the shit out of rum and coke. And then uh, as I get older, it, I'm more of a vodka drinker now. Not that I can't drink a whiskey or drink whatever, but if we walked in, you said, what do you want to drink? I'm probably going to order a vodka drink if I don't if I don't drink a beer. Yeah, I or know not- that at conventions you're usually drinking vodka. 
Yeah, and then of course whatever beers in the backpack, of course. Yeah, yeah. But um, my, my go-to most, mixed drink is 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 by far uh, Long Island iced teas. Oh and, yeah, uh, I I can drink the shit wife, out of those. My wife, which uh, you know, uh, you've you've met her uh, on several occasions. She uh, she was a Hooters waitress for ten years, and uh, on and they're not they're only supposed to serve Hooters is only supposed to serve uh, Long Island iced teas in, in in a glass. You're only supposed to be able to buy them one at a time. But I would come in on on fight nights and uh, and come in to watch whether it was boxing or or uh, or UFC. And uh, my wife would just bring me a pitcher of Long Island iced teas. And then I would wake up the next morning. And you done pissed yourself and fucking <laughs> your ding dong stuck to your leg with fucking barbecue sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife's Weird a little shit. bitty woman. So she had to deal with the embarrassment of her husband uh, just being asleep on the on the fucking table there at Hooters. <laughs> with his hipster beard stuck to the side, like glued to the side of his fucking face, just passed out in his own bed. Yeah, and I'm sure guys were hitting on her and she wanted probably to say, my husband over there, but... I'm just, look at him. I've already shit myself, you know? <laughs> then, yeah. Hey, look, there's my husband over there. And the next thing you know, you got a, a bag of a, a piss thrown at your head. Yeah. Yeah. They're while like, you're asleep. yeah he looks like a real threat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. She was, she used to work at Hooters. No shit. Yeah. She was, uh, she worked there for 10 years Damn. and then we started having kids. You know, that's funny because in my late teenage years, I dated a girl that worked at Hooters. How coincidental is that? You know, in my experience, there's a lot of stereotypes about Hooters girls. Nothing but sweethearts. Nothing but sweethearts. Yeah. And yeah. now they're trying to make it all fucking like PC and 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 uh, and and I don't know what the word is. They're trying to take away like the sexual aspect of it, and that pisses my wife off because she gets to ranting about that, and I love her because she gets so fucking mad that these fucking social justice warriors are trying to ruin Hooters or maybe it's just Hooters trying to ruin Hooters and trying to keep up with the times. But yeah, they're trying to change the outfits and everything and make it less, you know what it is about never, which is titties and wings. Yeah. And you, and you know what? I, I never really, their food is okay at best. I mean, and that's even being generous. Their food I disagree okay. with that statement. 1000%. 1000%. Their, their food is okay. Nothing fancy about it by any means. I mean, I'll I'll fight you on that one. It's just it's really not. I mean, it's 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 okay. I mean, but it's one of those places where I used to go there all the time. And like I said, I did I did date a girl for a while that she worked there and then ended up um, you know, quitting and, and moving on moving on up in the world. And uh I, I we'd go in there and have drinks, you know, like you said, a fight night or a sporting event or whatever. And all my all my buddies be like, Oh, let's go to Hooters. And really it's like the the girls it's like what's so special i mean what why you, like you can go into the bar down the street and the the girls are drunk and more likely to put out than the hooters girls you know what yeah, i mean like they're flirting intentionally to get a tip like right I mean, it's, it's like same, it's kind of like, like the stripper strip logic. logic it's stripper exactly logic. so it's like okay why do i want to hang out here and look at a little bit of cleavage and like a portion of a butt cheek when i can go and they're sober when I can be drunk and go to the bar downtown and try to pick up girls, you know, that are, that you have more of a chance of scoring with. I mean, maybe not me cause I'm a loser, but I mean, it, the other guys, some of us would have a chance, more of a chance. You know what I mean? So that's why it's like, fuck Hooters. And especially just to drink a pitcher of beer. It's like, it's, it's all, it's kind of expensive just to sit here and drink some beers. 
Yeah, but like also, like I just love the environment. Like it's the same way with Buffalo Wild Wings. Like I just like the environment, the TVs. You can watch the sports. You can drink beer. It's a good environment. Everybody's having a good time. Like strip clubs. I've been to a lot of strip clubs in my day, and I've seen a lot of busted cooter man. Oh man, uh, and. I just, they were always very stressful to me. Like, oh, yeah. I fucking hate bitches coming up and asking me if I want, there's that South Park bit, you know, dance. Do you want to dance? Do you want to dance? Like, oh, no, God. I just want to sit here and drink this beer. And I don't want to go up to the stage and throw dollars at anybody. Uh, I just want to sit here and drink this beer. But you can't just exist in a strip club. There's always somebody fucking annoying you. Oh, absolutely. It's either that or your your own fucking people are annoying you because they're slobbering fucking drunk thinking that they're going to take the strippers home. And it's like, I'm not saying that I have never went home with anyone from the strip club. I'm not saying that. But your chances are very unlikely. Yeah, right? they're they're not for the there for that. That's not what they're no. there for. <laughs> because you have it's like trying out for a sports team when everybody in school wants to be on the team. So you've got everybody that's trying for the same six, ten girls that are in there or whatever. So it don't even, yeah, don't even bother. I mean, I, I, I just, it's whatever. Usually, and half it's of them own. are lesbians. They don't even want. They don't. You don't even have anything they want. I, I wouldn't have thought that. I didn't really. I'm not gonna say I didn't know any lesbian strippers, but most of them were not lesbians in my experience. But yeah, so I mean, Hooters to me was just kind of like a ripoff. I know that if I'm in there being a drunk uncle or trying to party or whatever that, and you're out on the hunt, that is not the place to go. So I literally, like I said, I did, I did end up dating a girl that was, that worked at Hooters, but that was, I think that was out of coincidence more than anything else. So, yeah. But anyways, uh, we can tell some strip club stories later. Cause I got some really fucking good ones. I okay. got some goddamn, okay. I got some goddamn good ones. I'm talking from like the, out in the middle of retardville usa open till 6 a.m strip club stories oh yeah we had one here uh well not here in the town over called that uh was called the manhattan but we all called it the shitty titty and uh and you know you just you were (laughs) you were definitely gonna get chlamydia in there even if you kept your pants on and it was just awesome you know you had to hold on to your beer tightly or a cockroach would run off with it and uh, the stage was made out of like fiberboard. Oh yeah, uh, I think the pole was like an old pole that had been used for like a a guardrail and a set of steps in front of the courthouse. And they just uh, <laughs> it was it was uh, it was quite a sight to be held. And we 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 used to love to go there and just enjoy all the the uh, the C section scars and the oh and, yeah and the tiger lines. Yep. Oh, those two. And especially when they try to, well, we, we can't give away too much, but when they try to hide them with tattoos, yeah, that shit don't work. It was just beautiful, man. It that was just a good work. time. Oh yeah. We'll save those for another time. We can't be giving away everything. So yeah. So, uh, so anyways, yeah. I mean, we can go on and on about this shit people all day, all day, every day. So I don't even know where the fuck we were at or where the fuck we were even going with that. But anyways, um, our president, Mr. Donald J. Trump, has been impeached. So we're going to talk about that for a minute because we got to get a couple jabs in. He's so, been what? You you cut out there for a minute. Our president, Mr. Donald J. Trump, as you know, has been imp- impeached. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He has. So we got to throw. Completely. It's still got a. It's still got a little ways to go. I don't. I don't think it's going to fly. Well, but we're not going to go into into detail on on all that. I just we got to give some jabs. And yet last night I literally wanted to throw my phone across the room because I was so annoyed because I you know how you have I I have like three thousand friends on Facebook and in real life I know like fourteen hundred of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, or yeah, how, yeah. However many of like I have so many on there that I don't even know who these fucking people are. So I've never met them. I get the friend requests. I mean, whatever. Cool. Uh, we're all, it's almost a thing for Facebook that if, if someone knows that you're a horror fan, like there's almost like an unwritten rule that you have to be Facebook friends. Yeah. I, I honestly, man, like the way I feel about this is I'm not a big, like Trumper. Uh, I'm not anti-Trump or anything. I just feel, I think all politicians are pieces of shit no matter who that, what party they come from. Uh, and, and, and I wish that they would do something fast. I wish they would either get rid of him or, or leave him in office and leave him the fuck alone for one reason and one reason only. And that's so everybody will shut the fuck up about it. Well, <clears throat> I, what I was saying is that I'm scrolling through social media and I'm super fucking annoyed. And especially after you have a few cocktails and you're scrolling through late last night, looking at this shit, and all these motherfuckers that I don't even know spewing off about fuck Trump and this, that, and the third. And it's like, I, I just, I literally wanted to break my fucking phone because it's just yeah. so annoying. And the shit that they're spewing is uneducated fucking babble. Right. So I just, and another I, thing about it is like liberals, uh, Liberals won't admit that this has nothing to do with them being mad that he like made it violated the constitution or anything, which there's no proof that he did, but it's, it's a personal thing. They're just mad that their piece of shit isn't in office. Like that's all it is. It's just a grudge. Like it's not our piece of shit that's running the country. It's your piece of shit. So we want him out of there. We want to put our piece of shit in there. And, and, uh, and then conservatives on the other end of the coin are just, super supporting him because he's a Republican and he, and he's not, you know, really PC and I'm down with the no PC thing. That's cool. But I just, uh, it's just a shit show, man. It's fucking, it's an embarrassment. All of it is. Well, it is. And and I just, I got to throw a jab to him of educate yourselves dickheads before you start flapping, having diarrhea of the mouth. Like seriously, the comments were just so, most of them, not all of them. Most of them were just fucking bullshit. Just dumbass fucking comments. Just just educate yourself if you're going to start flapping off like that, because I'm going to tell you what, whether you want to hear it or not, he's not going to get the, the process is not going to go through you. you they We might have made history, as they said, with the third president to ever be impeached. That's all fine and dandy people. But guess what? This shit's yeah. about to be stopped it, dead in its tracks. It, it's about to be it's about to be like a freight train hitting the wall. It's going to be fucking done and over with. It's going to be a figment of the imagination and Trump's going to get reelected. And but I'll be honest with you. I think Nancy Pelosi has a, uh, a little trick up her sleeve. I suspect she's going to hold it off until, uh, un- until the more, more Democrats get into that voting booth around in the next, in the next level. So yeah. uh, I, th- I, I think. I, I don't I, want to say I hate to burst your bubble. No, I love to burst your bubble because guess what? He's getting reelected plain and simple. 
you, oh you all, no, I'm not. I'm not say whatever they I'm want. Not disagreeing with you with that at all. And you're not busting my bubble. I don't give a fuck about Donald Trump. I don't care if he's president or not. Uh, and fuck a fuck Barack Obama too. Like, well, I know it's not busting the people man. that I'm talking to. The people I'm talking about are the dipshits that are just blasting fucking Trump just because he was impeached and them them saying, oh, finally this and finally that. And it's like, guess what, people? That's not really what's happening. You need to educate yourself before you start just flapping off and sounding like a, a fucking dickweed. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, yeah, I got you. And, and you know, I know that I've said before, like, I support Trump, but I I, I would hope I, I support any president that is in office just because he's steering this country. But, like, at the end of the day, fuck them all. Like, fuck politicians, period. Like, I understand what you're saying, but I just really don't care. I genuinely don't care. Right. No, I, I get you. I get you. It's just just a little vent, a little rant about social media as far as that goes. So uh, deal with it, people. That's all I got to say because he ain't going nowhere, whether you like it or not. So uh, also I, a fun little tidbit because we're all about education here is the last couple of days. I have spent at a, a hemp seminar. Yeah, uh, I heard you had a good time. So, so, yeah, so I just want to talk about that for a minute. I'm, I'm not going to disclose the reasons why I was there because that is irrelevant. I was there for educational purposes because we are all about education. Can't say that enough. Educate yourselves. So I'm at this, this hemp seminar, and it's a variety of topics from cultivating, growing, laws, um, just all kinds of things. Uh, there's a lot of states that uh, recreational marijuana use is, is allowed in now. There's states, there's more states that here in a couple weeks at the first of the new year where more recreational marijuana usage will be allowed and uh, hemp uh, products are on the rise, whether it be for things such as fiber, um, you know, hemp seeds, hemp oils, um, the, uh, there's a lot of uses. So needless to say, I learned a lot in the last couple days, right? Yeah, because I think, you know, before before I went to this seminar, what I knew about hemp was two things. And it was kind of like Costa Rica, where I said that the only thing I really knew was what I learned from home improvement from Jonathan Taylor Thomas. So which was very little. So I, I was excited to go to this conference and I knew that hemp obviously was nothing like traditional marijuana. Obviously it looks the same, but the, the Delta nine THC content is a whole different ballpark. And a, a lot of hemp production, a lot of hemp farmers are on the rise and the numbers are, are growing pretty rapidly. And back in world war two, hemp production was, was like crazy. I mean, providing a lot of materials for the Navy and, and blah, blah, blah. So a lot of war production materials, uh, because being able to make a hold of it. Yeah. Yeah. So but here's where I'm going with this <laughs> fucking hippies. So I knew, I knew at the start of the seminar that, that it was not something that you smoked, obviously that it was mainly used for, um, for, for food related purposes, for material related purposes, things of that nature. Right. Yeah. And then the, the only other thing that I knew about it was that in the late nineties, there was a lot of fucking hemp neck necklaces at the local record shop right next to the hitter pipes and the bongs that you could buy out of the case. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So a lot of hemp necklaces, most of them had the little jewels on them and shit and people would put them on and they would wear them until they fucking were raggedy and fell off. 
So, yeah, and they smelled like a smelled like like, like a horse's dick. Like a, they smelled like horse dick or the shit ditch or a horse dick that fell in the shit ditch. I mean, yeah, if you can even Man. imagine what that smelled like, um, <laughs> it, it, it smelled it, like Portland dreadlocks. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember, I remember in the mid to late nineties too. Um, a lot of girls had purses made out of hemp and and all that, all that fun, all that fun shit. So that's really about all I knew. So it was just very, it was a very educational experience, but it brought me back to the mid to late nineties again. And I was able to relive some of those memories. So it was very refreshing. I just wanted to, I just wanted to say that very refreshing and educational. And I think that uh, probably in another 50 years or so, hemp's going to replace everything. Well, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's on the rise everywhere. The amount of, um, farming licenses for it or or growing. I mean, I got to see the stats and it's something that you're going to start within the next five to 10 years. You're really going to start hearing a lot more about it. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that because it reminded me of kind of some of the times and things that we've, we talked about last week. So my mind's kind of been in that. And then of course, like I said, my buddy tags me in this uh, Limp Biscuit post on Facebook about Limp Biscuit playing at the Shawshank. And it's just like, I don't know. It was, it, it's just been, been one of those times, I guess, taking you back down memory lane. So, uh, like I said, a lot of fun facts learned about the hemp industry. So speaking of fun facts, we are going to add on to the camp blood radio takes over the world map. We've got a lot of countries tuning in, but of course we can't talk about them all every week or that'd just be an episode in itself. So added to the camp blood radio takes over the world map for this week is checking in is Nicaragua. What up, Nicaragua? That's a that's a sketchy word, man. Oh man. I feel (laughs) I feel offended just having to say it. I'm breaking a sweat. Yeah. Just thinking that I've got to say that one. Oh so uh so Nicaragua. Um won't you uh facts fun facts don't you tell you what things about this fucking shithole. Well I'll tell you what there there's some very fun facts about Nicaragua. But the one thing that I want to highlight, because I'm I'm very concerned for everyone's safety, is Nicaragua is highly prone to natural disasters. Yeah, it and is, protests, and <laughs> it's highly prone. It's highly prone to anything that is harmful to you. Well, I, I just want everybody to be safe because Nicaragua is located in a highly uh, uh, tectonically tectonically active zone and it is extremely susceptible to volcanic eruptions and earthquakes so a spine of volcanoes stretches along the the whole length of the country and many of them are active and have have erupted so it's not just threats from below that bothers nicaragua it's also hurricanes and tropical storms that just just fucking bend the country right over quite frequently and then the people no, we haven't even got to the people. You just have to watch out <laughs> from volcanic eruptions and hurricanes is basically what you have to. If you're going to go there, you need to check the forecast first. And if you don't see any hurricanes, then just see when the last volcano eruption was. Just do your homework. Um, what else that's really notable? Uh, you can get easily. You can easily get lost there. Nicaragua. Yeah, all streets the facts that you look no up names. are bad. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but you got. We, we're all about education. Damn it. So, and, and there apparently none of the streets have names, and Nicaraguans do not seem to mind at all. 
they just have a unique address system for the country. So literally someone's address would be uh, turn right and go past the store three blocks. Like there's no, there's, there's no numbers, no street names. You just have to use local language and landmarks to navigate your directions. And you know, that aspect of it is, it, it really kind of brings me back to my hometown. So I can understand that. Right. So, I mean, you're, you probably do okay there. But, yeah, um, yeah. You, you you drive drive until you see the corpse in the ditch and then turn right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. At the uh, exploded meth lab. And At go. the dead cow, hang a left. Right. Yeah, and then you're going to see some some trees, uh, and, and you're there. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I can, so you, I can relate to that aspect of Nicaragua uh, 100%, but that is about the only thing I can relate to because this place is just not on my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, fun facts are fun facts. They they might not be positive, but they might not be even fun. be fun. <laughs> they can still be somewhat fun. I mean, you have to learning. Learning can't always be fun. So, but what I will point out before we move on is Nicaragua is a land of incredible natural beauty with the varied and beautiful landscapes that encompass the volcanic features. Uh, there's over 170 species of birds there. Very very diverse habitats. Uh, the nesting populations of sea turtles. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's it's incredible natural beauty. So that needs to be noted as well. Yeah, I, if you want to, but good luck getting to enjoy it long enough before you get stabbed in the fucking jugular. <laughs> or the volcano erupts. <laughs> or a volcano entombs Sorry. you in a fiery, <laughs> fiery tomb of magma. Yep, uh, Those are beautiful yeah. turtles. Yep, and then they all just... It's a wonder that they're not extinct from the liquid hot magma. Yeah, this place is just... This place is just not welcoming, man. Not Everything not so here much. wants to kill you. Yeah, not not so much. Um, so yeah, do your homework if you're going to visit Nicaragua. We, we appreciate you listening, Nicaraguans. We do. We appreciate uh, your listens. But yeah, uh, be careful when you're over there. So, yeah, just we appreciate you guys very much, and your homeland just sounds beautiful. But they are—they are the neighbor of Costa Rica who checked in with us last week. So, which actually is beautiful. It, it, it yeah, and not that you know, there's there's some other there's some beautiful areas of Nicaragua. But if you're going to be out sightseeing, we're going to suggest that you go to Costa Rica instead. So, all we're saying is just uh, do your homework before you go, people. That's all. Yeah, and wear so, wear sappy plates. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> all right. So I guess uh, enough about that. Maybe we can talk about some Friday the 13th. So Let's get into for this it. week's for this week's show, for those that are still tuned in that aren't tired of us yet, we thought, you know what? Um, just just thinking about Friday the 13th in general, how do you go about introducing new fans? Right. So obviously, the majority of the films were done in the 80s and Friday has a lot of older, I don't want to say older. Well, yeah, I mean, they have an older base. Uh, I guess, what do I want to call them? Um, they just have an older generalized fan base. How about that? People that might have been teenagers or young in the 80s and remember seeing the films in theaters and became a fan then. Yeah, because or, it's about nostalgia for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And, or or people like myself, I'm in, I'm in or, or us, I should say, we're in our 30s, and I can remember 
the the posters and shit at the video stores and all that all that shit going on but i'm i'm too young or i'm i was too young to be able to like have a vivid memory of them at the time like i remember some things but i wasn't a fan you know at it, it, seven years old because i didn't really know what it was at that point in my life but i can right, remember right. as a kid obviously seeing some of the related stuff so i have that portion that i can grab onto but then i become a fan in my teenage years or whatever um basically a decade later from when they actually were basically coming out once a year so then of course my era then they start crapping out fuck trophies and their kids depending on when they started crapping them out which um hell some of my friends they have teenagers so they might have been young when say the 2009 film came out so maybe they were first introduced to Friday the 13th based off the 2009 film or maybe they're Friday fans at a young age because their parents are diehard Friday fans like myself or like Kent or any of the listeners out there. So just thinking in the big picture, if you were to introduce somebody to Friday, it obviously takes a fan to introduce somebody, right? Is that yeah, what yeah. I mean? So if you think about being a fan or like myself, if I were, if you and I were at a convention or we're at wherever and we want to introduce new fans who really have n- no idea maybe what Friday the 13th is, maybe they know who Jason Voorhees is because of the iconic hockey mask, but how do we go about doing that with, especially with all the, uh, the, the hipster clowns that we talked about earlier that want to criticize and are offended by everything? How do we, how do we introduce new fans? So we're just going to take that in a, in a, a general direction. We're not going to put an age on it. We're not going to uh, target one specific group. So when I, when I present that question to you, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? How do you introduce a new fan to Friday the 13th? Remake. Remake. So, but I guess we do kind of have to put an age on it. So let's, let's just say. We'll I would say, them- I would say anybody, especially that's not big into horror below the age of, 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 probably 25 you start with the remake like you got to get that you got to get that hook in and get them in start them off with something that's familiar with them and then they can start doing the back catalog on their own or you know introduce them to that other stuff because i mean young people yes young people yes if you had an if you had an older fan they probably know what friday the 13th is but let's say maybe they do they're like i know what it is but i don't i've heard of it but i don't really know what it is so there's two ways to go about that. Depend, I guess we, we will split that up. We'll, we'll call it the older, the older crowd or the, the younger crowd. And I agree with you. For the younger crowd, you go 2009. You absolutely go 2009. Or and, even Never Hike Alone. Oh, yeah, Never Hike Alone. Absolutely. I, I mean, thinking of studio films, though. But, no, you're right. I mean, Never Hike Alone, I could certainly throw that in there. Be like, hey, check this out. But 2009. For one, because for younger people, it's not, they might not even care about older films. They might be like, ah, fuck that. You know, I don't watch that old shit. But they, 2009 has, let's think about that. It's got some good kill shots. Oh, yeah. It's, Absolutely. There's, there is, uh, uh, what do I, what do I want to say? It, it's, it's kind of, it's dated now, but, it's dated, but it's not. 
So you kind of have the the popped collar kind of fucking frat boy bullshit going on. You kind of have yeah. They all look like Nathan Barker in two thousand two. Two thousand two, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I yeah, I mean Trent and I, we would have been we would have been fucking high fiving and and we probably would have been um, chugging beer out of a shoe. We would have been chugging beer out of out of a shoe on the patio at Hooters during fight night. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. And then we would have peeled off in our our fucking Camaros. Yeah, um, uh, I gotta take a sip I, I of my think, Folgers there. Shout out to Folgers again. But uh, yeah, I'm eating a sandwich, so I, oh, I, I can't I can't hit you for that. But uh, <clears throat> I think that um, you said that it hasn't aged well. I think that in comparison to to all the other ones, it's aged probably probably the best. Well, I don't mean that it hasn't aged well. You just have to think about the age of the people. I, I guess with the way the young folks are nowadays and the way that 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 2000s look, it, it it is age now because it is 10 years old and people dress different. But no, I think even I think even an older person, if they watch that one first, if they had never really seen any of the others or maybe seen part of one in the 80s, um, that I think you could you'd still you'd still want to start them with 2009. Yeah, Just but I also because. feel like Friday the thirteenth is is one of those things where if you're gonna if you're if you're gonna get into it to the extent that you know me and you are and and the people that listen to this podcast are, you're honest to God probably gonna find it on your own at a young age. Do you know what I mean? Like when you get well, into the level that we are, uh, it's something that you have to that that people ha- I think have like pursued themselves. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. But I mean, I have friends that could give a fuck less about horror films or whatever. And, yeah, I do too. You know, it's Halloween time or whatever. It's a rainy day or you got a couple people over. Not not so much now because I, I try to avoid people because they fucking piss me off. But years back when I used to have people over all the time and, you know, uh, was being a cool guy. And they'd be like, oh, I'll throw something in. That's I would throw in. I would throw in Rob Zombie's Halloween. I'd throw in the 2009 film. And, of course, we're getting back too closer to that 2009 uh, year anyway. So it was still fairly new at the time. And they all they all were like, oh, okay, cool. And, of course, I have posters up in the house and figures and all that shit. So they're like, oh, okay, that's like I get it. And But they can sit there and watch it and not be bored out of their gourd. Because what I'll say to avoid that, the one thing that you don't want to do, in my opinion, if you're going to introduce the franchise, you don't put in part one. No, absolutely. You, you, you don't put in part one. You don't put in part two either. Part one, you just you don't put that one in. That's not the first one that I ever saw. I can guarantee you that one because I that one is is its own beast as far as where it, where for a new fan they would be completely disinterested with that. There's no doubt. Yeah, too but, much downtime. I mean, it's the not only that, but it's the exact same thing with part two because people, when people that are unfamiliar with the franchise think of Friday the Thirteenth, they immediately in their head picture a hockey mask. Yeah, that's that's, and you don't get that. And and as far as pacing and everything goes, part two isn't all that different than part one. So, like, uh, I would say one and two are the worst ideas in terms of introducing somebody to this stuff because. It's a it's a snooze fest. Oh yeah, as far as that goes, absolutely. I mean, you definitely don't want to do that because, like you said, if they're already thinking hockey mask in general, they're going to be like, "What the fuck?" 
But. Especially in part one, Winter Jason isn't even a isn't even like he's just an afterthought of the whole thing. Right, you know? exactly. Because most people are going to have that hockey mask knowledge anyway, because it is a cultural iconic thing, right? So they're already already going to be thinking, oh, the guy with the hockey mask. Yeah, I know, I know who he is, but I don't know what it's about. So exactly, it's like for for like them, it's like you know, going to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre and never seeing Leatherface. Like that's. Yeah. That's the same thing, yeah. I, 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 it's like I going know, to see, man. yeah. You're, you're. That's that's. You can use that analogy with anything, but I think if you hit them right off the bat with 2009, you've got the best prologue ever in a Friday film, hands down. Oh, absolutely. Even though it's fucking 45 minutes, yeah. Yeah, I think it's 14 minutes, but close enough. <laughs> tomato, tomato, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But that is an uh, to me that is a highly entertaining prologue. It gives you everything that you're used to seeing with Friday minus the hockey mask, of course, but you've got the kills, you've got the suspense, you you've got all of that. Basically it's like a mini movie in itself. And then you get a little bit of a backstory there and then boom, you've got the killing, you've got the partying and, and you've got a little bit of stupendedness. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, it's got, it's I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you right now, you hear people talk about the nudity in Friday the 13th, and let's let's think about that in comparison with 2009 for the people that might not, since they don't really know about Friday, they don't know about the TNA and the smoking and joking and all this. So really, 2009 by far has the best nudity. Uh, well, I, I, I disagree with that. I'm I mean, going to go with part five. Well, part five I mean, it, it, it's it's very it's very comparable very it's very comparable but i would definitely say that that the remake is is very close second well i mean if you just if you're if you're a kid and you're on boner patrol you're gonna dig 2009 oh absolutely if you're a kid you're gonna dig 2009 period or a young person will say a young person the young the younger person may they're gonna they're gonna like deborah Voorhees. there's no doubt about that but the that eighties vibe and it being a little bit different, I think they're gonna find two thousand nine more appealing. Yeah, if that even makes you know, any sense. But, but just because of the way that it looks, like the the cinematography and everything is just it's gonna just catch a younger person's eye. The second you put on a movie that was made in the eighties to, to younger kids, they immediately lose interest because they're like, what is this grainy shit? What kind of clothes it look at their hair. Well, yeah, like they immediately yeah. lose interest. Absolutely. But there's a lot of young adults that are Friday fans. So, <clears throat> but then again, there, there's more to it than just saying, hey, check out this film and then maybe you'll become a fan of the franchise or blah, blah, blah. And I I mean, Deborah Voorhees is the better pick over 2009 in the big picture. But for the most, but for the most part, I mean, outside of, of that, which it, I'm not saying you got to think, or I'm not saying that she's any hotter than um, she, that her character is any hotter for that matter. That's a matter of opinion, but in 2009, you got to admit uh, that's some stupendedness there. Oh, absolutely. The, the placement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the, the placement in itself speaks volumes. So I, I don't know. I mean, you, those, those are the two juggernauts. If you're, as far as nudity purposes, but Friday often is associated with nudity, the pot smoking and all of that. You know, it it is, it is, but I've never under really, I've never really understood that because it's not either. It's not a big part of this franchise. 
It's really not if you think about it. And that's and today I was thinking that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in traffic and I'm thinking like, you know, really, there's not that much nudity. Six Friday, and seven doesn't have any. No. And I mean, you think about five, five kind of is the majority of it. If you think about it. Oh, yeah. Five in the remake. Yeah. that that's right, And maybe really Jason it. goes to hell. And but in in you know a little bit in three I mean three you kind of get cheated a, a bit but um but and especially with the weed smoking the 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 weed smoking in three it's a little bit more glamorized with the 3D and the pass of the joint and all that and uh, in the reboot you know you get a little bit more of it I guess more in your face but it's not I mean I guess you you see it in multiple films is why people say that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's not it's not in your face or or shoved down your throat the the entire time. It like it's absolutely not, is not. No, it's, it's not it. a boob fest. It's not a boob fest. It, it's really not. But then again, there are some parts here and there that, if you, depending on the age of the children, or I say kids, young adult, you know, at what point do you even let kids watch the movies? I mean, I see people debate that too. I well, mean, my, want, our boy is is getting ready to be thirteen, and he's seen all of them. So you can call me a bad parent if you want to, but I don't I mean, think there's anything wrong with that. But then again, I don't really, I mean, I know there's a lot of bad shit on satellite and on cable TV now or whatever you stream. I mean, streaming is a little bit different because that's not TV censored like it was back in the day. But if, if you were to think about the big picture and you see these six-year-olds and they say, oh, well, Friday, you know, the, you, you know, they're, they're fans. It's like, do you want your six or seven year old really watching Friday the Thirteenth? And I mean, if you had, if you had a, a, let's say an eight year old, say you you had you had an eight year old son, and daddy, 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 let me watch this, and he brings you over um, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Do you want him to watch that? Um, no nudity. How, how old? How old is is this uh, non existent child? Let's just say I don't know, eight years old, and now uh, part six. Wait, wait, you said part six. Well, I'm just saying, you know, for whatever reason, he sees your collection, and you know, he knows who Jason is or whatever. Doesn't really know anything else. Goes over to your Blu-ray collection or your your DVD collection, pulls part six off the shelf, and says, "Daddy, Daddy, I want to watch this." And and yeah, look at it's Friday the Thirteenth, part six. I'd let him watch part six because there's no nudity. Uh, well, that and also, I feel like part six, part six is so self-aware and 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 intentionally comical at times that it has a different aura. It has a different feeling. Part six is more fun than it is anything, and I think that an eight-year-old could pick up on that, like the non-severity of the of the movie. You, you know what I mean? Well, I I mean I I really don't know. I, I'm not a. I mean it's a case by case difference. I mean, I, I will say that, and I'm not a, I'm not a child expert. I'm not a parenting expert by any means. <laughs> but there's just some things that I'd be like, no, I'll put that back. You ain't watching that. I'd I mean, let I'd let a, I'd let an eight year old watch part six. I wouldn't let him watch like part five, or 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 I, I I'd probably let him watch seven. I wouldn't let him watch eight. I wouldn't let him watch hell, and I wouldn't let him watch a X or the remake. But yeah, I'd let him watch uh, six and seven. Well, if it's on TV too, you've got different versions. We've got a little more trimmed down version. So if it's if 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 USA Up All Night just happened to be on the TV hypothetically, and little Byron Jr. 
is, I mean, at what age is it okay to just say, watch whatever the fuck you want? Well, the only reason I think I feel this way is because, I mean, this is, that's the way I was raised. Like I was watching whatever the fuck I wanted at any time, you know, like I'm fine for the most part, aside from the anxiety and the depression and, and, uh, (laughs) you you hadn't fallen in the shit ditch. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. All that stuff is more recent. But I, yeah. I turned out okay. I'm just a little bit of a douchebag. Right. So like, <laughs> but I got. I think back when I was probably well, I'd have been a maybe sixth grade. I'm just maybe fifth grade, something like that. And USA up all night was a thing. And the uh, you know USA was always playing horror movies and you know slasher shit. And I watched whatever the hell I wanted. <clears throat> um. But, and I don't remember it like being a big deal of anything. It was just like, you know, you go over to your friend's house and spend the night, you're in junior high. And like, for me, that was in the, in the mid nineties. So these movies, some of them, you know, they're like, what, 10 years old. Yeah. They're being played on TV or whatever. And you're all, you got the lights off. You're in, you know, and you're in whoever's friend's house you're at in the parents' basement and smoking cigarettes and you make popcorn and you're sneaking smoking cigarettes and blo- or or whatever it is and you're blowing it up the chimney you know what i mean and you're yeah. watching you're watching things that you don't think you're supposed to be watching on tv but in reality no one gives a shit absolutely and playing 007 on nintendo 64 <laughs> yeah right right gotta throw that cigarette smoking in there because yeah you know, every teenager smokes every every kid in early junior high smokes cigarettes i hate to brag it to you but they do I, I never was that kid. Like I didn't get into cigarettes until I was in my like late teens, but uh, yeah, I, I can relate to everything else. And then trying to uh, your goal for whatever reason, when you had company over was to stay up until the sunlight came up, like until, until morning. Yeah. Like, absolutely. That was such an accomplishment. I, I still don't understand, but yeah. that was always our goal. Well, yeah. And at about 5. AM, you know, you'd have to turn it on the channel that had all the squiggly lines. So you could see like half of a boob. Oh yeah, look for Red Shoe Diaries on on Showtime. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to do that too, and and you know the parents are upstairs asleep. They don't know what you're doing anyway, but you got to be real quiet. Oh, they know what real... you're doing. They're they asleep know. though. They're asleep. They don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I just like I said. I mean, it, there comes a there comes a point where obviously you don't give a shit what they're watching nowadays. If you have a kid, like you don't want them with the Netflix remote because you don't know what the fuck they're gonna watch that they shouldn't be watching. Yeah. And that's something so, that, that I'm. And even TV, I mean, the language on well, TV, not only that, the internet, the internet, the internet. I mean, it's ridiculous. You, you know, you see kids with these seven year olds with a fucking cell phone, like go play in the dirt, go, go fucking throw rocks at something. You're, you're fucking playing on a phone. You're seven. Yeah. And I've got that's news for parents out there. And, and this is straight. If you're a kid, if you're a parent and your kid has a phone, no matter what their age is, if they have a phone, Friday the 13th isn't going to show them anything that they haven't seen before. I promise you. Yeah, no shit. So, I mean, I guess it depends on the the parenting, if you want to call it that. But it's almost not even really a fair comparison because most of the, well, I should say all the shit that you see in Friday the 13th is mild to some of the stuff you see on cable television right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you remember getting on a Rotten.com at 13 years old? Uh, when you were 13 it was like 1964 so it probably wasn't a thing i I was 13 and 95 (laughs) was uh no that was so when i was 13 rotten.com was a thing and uh i don't don't know what that is 
You've never Nathan Barker. You've never heard of Rotten.com. I it's just not ringing a bell. It really is. So isn't. that was. Uh, do, you, do you know what Agrish is? So uh, Rotten.com no. was based, was essentially Rotten.com was essentially like the the faces of death of the internet. It was like a website where where they would just poke post like car accident pictures and and murder scenes and just a and shit show. It was a shit Follow show, up. and it wasn't some just at thirteen years old. It was some really disturbing shit, but I remember, you know, us sneaking into the computer room when I would have friends over and we'd get on Rotten.com and and be like, oh, look at that. Well, we're really not supposed to be seeing this. And uh, so, yeah, and I'm sure that and, you know, that was that was that was 2000. I was 13 years old in the year 2000. I'm sure that in the in the 20 years since then, there's only 200 million other Rotten.coms out there. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't recall that, but yeah, there's a, there's a fucking million of them. So, I mean, I guess it depends on what your children or your young, child, you know, your young, I don't know, your your teenagers. If they're teenagers, then fuck it, they just watch whatever they want. But I, I guess addressing a little bit, a little bit younger crowd. I mean, it, I don't know, but I mean, but in general, if you're introducing new fans, they're not necessarily going to be the thirteen year old. I mean, how many 13-year-olds do you even know? I don't, I don't know, know any. I don't know any either. My so our I'm, boy I'm, is 12. So. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to introduce Friday I, to any 13. Even if I did know a whole bunch of them, I wouldn't say it on on a fucking podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that make you sound like a bigger creep than you already are. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like hypothetically, my mother who said she didn't give a shit about Friday the 13th in the 80s now and she's in her i'm not gonna say how old she is she does have a birthday coming up in nine days so she is in her 50s so she um yeah so she was in high school she would have been uh like a junior in high school when the first one came out so and she's like yeah we didn't give a shit about any of that and she's she's, and if she didn't care then she's not gonna care now she doesn't give a shit now so how do how do you introduce friday to her because she's going to say you, you don't. don't she and I've tried and she said I don't give a shit she probably said I don't give a fuck about that bullshit the thing is said. man it's one of those things where if you don't get it you don't get it well, I mean not no, well, no, these movies aren't made by Martin Scorsese no they don't have the best like production design or anything like but that's not what it's about that's not that's not what these are that's not why we love these movies no and but I think that someone in her position that didn't give a shit in the eighties and never gave a shit in the nineties or the two thousands or the twenty tens and now almost twenty twenties. But if if they said, you know what, I'm gonna give the, I'm gonna give it a chance. I want to see if I can figure out what it is that you like about this or whatever. I'm still gonna start her with two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah, because that's really your only hope. If you can't, it, it, I believe if you can't catch them with that one. You're not going to. Yeah, I, I really I really believe that it is because she probably would, would even if she made it until the final chapter, I think that she'd be like, Yeah, the first two are fucking bullshit. But I, I once again I I, I keep I, I know you said that it doesn't count for this particular discussion, but I never hike alone, I think is an even better decision than than the remake because it's short. It's yeah. a short, it's recent, so it's it's not, you know, it's not aged at all and for those with a short attention span, you might be able to snag them in that little, little bitty, you know, 
that little hour. piece of time there. Yeah, and then also you've got Tommy Jarvis at the end of it. So you can be like, oh, yeah, you like that guy? You see that guy right there? Well, he's a big deal in, in the earlier installments in the franchise if you want to go back and watch them. I think if, if they made it through 2009 and they weren't ready to shoot themselves in the head, that you go from 2009, you go – and you say, hey, you want to check out one of these that was from the 80s? You go to part six. That's what you do. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree it, with that. Or or <clears throat> I, w- I would say part six or part four. Yeah. Gets three. Yeah, you know, you got the disco. And that's going to be – that might be a deal breaker for some people. But I think you go if, – if, if, if you got a decent response with Never Hike Alone or with a zero nine with 09, then you go right to part six and see what happens from there. Or you I don't, can I don't do think what they... I do and carry around a part eight DVD everywhere you go and just and just shove it in people's faces and put it on every TV that you come across. Well, I was I always carry one with me in case I ever fall in a shit ditch somewhere and I don't want to wipe my ass with sand. <laughs> so I just carry that DVD. I'll pull out that DVD slip cover there, boy. How you like that? No, no. I said I said part eight, Nathan. I said part eight, not not nine. Eight. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, you know, you got to carry two because you never know. You might need an extra. You might need an extra slip cover there. I'm done talking to you. I'm done oh, talking to you. Come on. Come on. <laughs> you're the one that you're the one that fucking ordered the goddamn print. Did you get your print yet? No, no, I haven't got it. I ended up actually uh I have I put it in like the shopping cart while we were recording that episode. Yeah. And then I closed all the tabs. I for, completely forgot to finish purchase because it asked for my credit card info and all that shit. And I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll just finish this after we get done recording. And then I hit X on everything and just said, fuck it, and walked away. So, Oh, gotcha. And then I sent you the link to the, basically the same thing that was a T-shirt. You didn't order that? No. No, I haven't ordered. Oh, uh, I, I ordered uh, Mars Attacks last night on Blu-ray. So that's that's fun. After you, after you drank uh, Four Fingers of Jack? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever seen Mars Attacks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that fucking movie so much. I haven't seen it in a while. I, uh, I might have to dust that one off. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you, you can debate all day long. I mean, really, I mean, we're not here to tell you at what age, if you're going to let kids watch it, you know, depending on what age you deem them as a child, child, but obviously teenagers, I don't, I'm not going to call them children, even though they, they pretty much are, but still teenagers, I mean, I, I see on social media little kids dressed in costumes, and you wonder what they've actually seen or not seen. And I've, I know some parents, and I, I can't name any names, and I, I wouldn't dime them out anyway, but well, I might, depending on who they were. But uh, a couple of them I've seen, they've, uh, put, you know, in comments, they've said, yeah, my kids never even seen any of the movies. They just like the character. Like the, you know, the parents probably have a, collectibles around the house posters stuff like that so just like if i like in my house you know if my little if my if one of my family members a a niece or a cousin of mine comes over and is like oh what's this and they're looking at the figures and the posters it's like oh that's jason Voorhees, and then you know they're fucking around playing with the figures or whatever which i can't allow that because they might break one but you know but that could easily spark an interest right yeah and you know about that there's a there's a girl that I'm Facebook friends with um, and she's not into horror. They're not into horror at all. Their family isn't, but uh, she's one of my wife's friends and she has a little boy. I, I don't know. I guess he's probably about my boy's age. He's probably 12 or 11, 12. 
And uh, he's really into horror, like super. And he loves Jason and Freddie. And he's always getting her to buy him these action figures and shirts. And he's got little Jason shoes that they had painted. And uh, and I really hope that they're like, you know, feeding that, whatever yeah. that is. And because and, that little guy, I, I enjoy seeing her post photos of him and stuff because that little guy is, is you know, the future generation of us that's on that's on a podcast you know, 20 years from now talking about Friday the 13th. And I think it's more important, maybe more important than trying to introduce this to other people. I think it's more important for these kids and stuff that are into it now to nurture that and, and let them, let them enjoy it. Like, like for example, here's an example. I was at a convention. I was at a horror hound. uh, I don't know. This may have been like three years ago, two years ago. And I was, uh, I had a table there. I was a vendor and I was selling like just, you know, some, like some of my masks that I did and like some collectibles that I had. And, uh, this Which little, one was this Columbus? Uh, it was, uh, might've been Columbus. Columbus. I can't remember. Yeah, you, well, Columbus 2017. I don't think you had a table at that one, but either ways, you go on with your story. Sorry. There was a little fella that walked by. He was probably nine or 10 year olds, little, little chunky kid awesome little kid man he he stopped and i had a friday the 13th shirt on and he was with his dad and you could tell you know that his dad wasn't really into that but he wanted you could tell it was one of those situations where this little boy uh he really wanted to go and his dad didn't get it but he was like yeah i'll take you to that whatever so this kid is just grinning from ear to ear man he's in heaven and uh, i seen him i was sitting you know i was hanging out there at the table talking to one of my buddies and i seen him come around at the end of the uh at the end of the aisle there and start making his way towards my table and i I could just see like so much of myself at, at his age uh, in him. So he comes up to my table and he's looking at my stuff. And uh, I had this Friday the 13th lunchbox, this little collectible lunchbox. It was in mint condition. It was in good shape. I'd never used it sitting there. And I don't remember the price I had on it, but he was like, uh, oh, I really want that. I really want that. And his dad was like, no, nah, you don't need to buy that. You don't need to buy that. And I was like sitting there thinking about it. And I was like, you know what, little dude? Like you can have this lunchbox. Uh, you just you just keep doing what you're doing. You keep loving this shit, and uh, and one day you're going to be at a convention as a vendor uh, selling you know Friday the Thirteenth merch. And I just like that's an example of you know if you see a little a little kid or something, little boy, little girl like that's really into this stuff, like throw them a bone, like Absolutely. You know, help them out, like like let that stuff grow. Don't don't yeah. try to kill it, like. Cause it's awesome. And do you know any Friday the 13th or, or hardcore horror fans that you truly like hate being around for the most part, everybody in the community is they're all amazing people and they're all good people. They're, they're not freaks and weirdos and scumbags. It's a, it's a bunch of good hearted, fun, usually very humorous, great people to be around. So yeah, I think it's more important to, to, to get these, to find these kids that are into this stuff and, and, you know, and let that grow and nurture that as opposed to trying to force it on other people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't force it on anybody because like I said, I, I used to, I used to entertain quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, having people over and most, you know, you're drinking whatever, but there were, there would occasionally be people that would just kind of be meandering around the house and they would ask a question, you know, what's this or what's that? Uh, and then you could see there was like, a, oh, really? There's a little bit of an interest there, but then it just kind of, meh. They just kind of, kind of, you know, waddle off. Fucking playing Fortnite. No, no. I mean, they just kind of like, 
you know, there, there was a curiosity there, whether it be like a figure or a poster on the wall or a signed machete or something, and maybe a picture of you and some actors. It just could be whatever. And people would ask a question like, oh, who's that or whatever, and you tell them. And they're like, oh, okay. And then, like, the the, the glimmer leaves their eyes, and they're just like, oh, okay. Uh, and then you get other people that are like, oh, yeah, you know, I I remember, you know, when I was a kid and people that might be a similar age and, Oh, you know, I, I remember when watching, you know, Joe Bob Briggs or watching this, that, or the other, and they have a little bit of an interest, but not enough to, to explore any further. And then when you're like, Oh, you know, uh, and then you, like I said, if you do have a group of friends and Hey, let's watch a horror film, you know, it's Halloween time or, you know, whatever. And then uh, trying to maybe introduce somebody that way. Like I never, I don't expect to turn all my friends into Friday fans or nightmare on Elm street fans or Halloween or whatever the fuck that's, but if any of them genuinely want to talk about it or have questions or want to borrow something, you know, to watch or whatever, Hey, I'm all about it. But I usually associate most of the time more so on social media than in real life. When you get together, like if we're at a convention or whatever, you're around like-minded people. So we don't really have a lot to talk about as far as that goes. I'm not introducing you to anything. We're talking about something we already have a mutual passion for in some way, shape, or another. But I've been in public with uh, just the other day. Matter of fact, I had on a sh- I had on a Camp Blood Radio shirt. I had on one of our, our new shirts, and I walked in. I've been wearing it quite a bit locally because um, I haven't been to any traveling with First Jason lately or any conventions or anything like that. I've kind of just been local the, the last couple months, and I. I walked into where whatever the store was and um, somebody said, Hey, you know, nice shirt. And I, I didn't even think about, I had a, I had a zip up uh, London 1888 uh, Friday part seven um, zip up hoodie on and I had it unzipped and I had the show shirt on and the guy's like, Hey, nice shirt. And I don't think he meant it. He didn't read it. He just seen the hockey mask on it or whatever. And then as I, and I said, Hey, thanks. And I, and I thought about stopping, and, and being like, hey, are you a Friday fan? And then telling him about the show, you know, check us out on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. And then, but I didn't, I kept right on walking and I had a friend with me and I kept on walking and then a couple steps past and the guy yelled, hey, nice, nice hoodie too. <laughs> <laughs> and I turned around and we're looking at each other and you could tell that like he kind of wanted to talk, but he didn't think I wanted to talk because I kind of turned around like, Okay. But it was real awkward. Kind of like when you're pissing at the gay bar. It was kind of like that. Yeah. It's, it's always uncomfortable when one man compliments another man. (laughs) Yeah. And I turned around and I thought, okay, you know, I could tell that he wanted to talk, but he didn't know if I did. And maybe he was intimidated because he's kind of a, he's kind of a smaller guy. And you know, you got these two guys that are, you know, pretty decent size standing there looking back at you. He probably thought, and they just waved and walked off. He didn't. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess he didn't want to talk. Missed opportunity so, there, Nathan. M- missed opportunity. Yes. You 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 miss 100% of the shots that you don't take is the moral of that story right there. Yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald said that. Hey, there you go. <laughs> That's a very good comparison. Um, and you've seen what happened with that. So... But and, and but I've had that happen a couple times where I've been at the grocery store or the gas pumping fucking gas or whatever, and I've had people compliment my shirts. Matter of fact, I was at uh, I was at a clothing store. This was about uh, just a couple weeks ago, and I had on um, 
God damn it. Oh, I had on a Michael Myers shirt from, from tvillain.com. And it's, it was the H2 blood tears, uh, Michael Myers. And it had a fiery background. It was one from a couple of years ago. If you're not familiar with tvillain.com, I'm sure you probably are, but they do a, a different shirt every 24 hours, mostly horror yeah. stuff. So the lady at the checkout, I was waiting. Um, I was waiting. Yeah, I was waiting for, I had ordered something. Uh, yeah, I'd ordered. Yeah, it was an online order that I went to pick up and, the, the lady at the uh the checkout were standing there she's like oh i like your shirt she's like my um my son's a, a big michael myers fan i'm like oh okay cool and she was wearing a um a nightmare before christmas shirt and i'm like oh well you're obviously a fan of sorts and she goes yeah she said i don't know a whole lot about it but uh she's like where'd you get that shirt from i said tvillain.com she's like oh i bought off tvillain and um she said, but I can't ever seem to, she said, I'm not that big of a fan. She said, I, I try to buy him stuff. He, he loves Michael Myers. And, and, um, she, she said he liked Freddy Krueger and Jason and all that. And, um, she said, but I can't ever find like cool stuff other than like hot topic or Spencer's or whatever. So I, I grabbed, I said, you know, give me a piece of paper here. And she pulled off a piece of receipt and I jotted down a bunch of websites and gave them to her. I'm like, here, check these out. This is a good place to buy stuff. She pulled out her phone, started looking at a couple. She's like, holy shit, I didn't even know this stuff existed. So there's there's turning the light on for another fan right there. Yeah, and unfortunately, I don't get a lot of interactions with that with people unless they see my tattoos. Because I don't, I very unless I'm at conventions, I don't really wear anything horror related. It's a lot of like uh, black, just flat. I, I don't wear like clothes with like logos or emblems. You dress or like a, uh, you dress like a, like a Vato, like a, you're like a Mexican gangster. Yeah. Dickies, Dickies shorts, wearing Dickies. <laughs> yeah, wearing with, a lot less, with a lot less jewelry. I don't wear any jewelry. Yeah. You're like Jesse James, the chopper guy. Just wearing a black shirt. You're like you're like the Fonz. Yeah, yeah. I have a shirt. lot of Dickies work pants that probably sag a little bit too much when I wear them, and and Air you're Force like, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look like B Real from Cypress Hill. <laughs> a, or Debo. I love Cypress Hill, so I'm gonna take that as a compliment. You're not Debo. You're like Chris Tucker in Friday. You're just wearing a plain shirt and a pair of Dickies and Chuck Taylors. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would, yeah, I would say my dress sense is most like though, like Jesse James of West Coast Customs. Yeah, uh, what was it? West Coast go. Choppers, whatever that, that fucking show was. West Coast Choppers, yeah, I think, yeah, West Coast Choppers. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just I don't know. I, but anyways, the my buddy that was with me, um, when that guy kind of hollered, he that there was a couple times recently where I've had people we'd be go out to lunch or do whatever we were out and about, and people were complimenting my shirts because I do I wear pretty much that's about all I own is horror related stuff outside of, uh, you know, some band shirts or, uh, you know, occasional, a few sports shirts, sports team stuff. Yeah. Um, but not very often. Um, but every now and again, I will, I will get a compliment and then I'll, I'll usually try to tell people like, Hey, you know, check this out, check this out. And maybe they're aware, maybe they're not aware. I don't know, but you, you just never know. I mean, you might, you might have just like the, the lady at the checkout. I mean, she, was well aware she was wearing you know uh, something herself and just was unaware of what's out there in the rest of the world so yeah but um just to, just to, i guess to wrap wrap things up because it's it's we can talk all day about how to introduce people but i just thought you know hey why the hell you know what would you do just in general if you were to introduce a new fan what's the what's the the best route to take and i'm going to agree with you and i'm going to say 2009 
Yeah, that or the or never hike alone. Yeah, that's the, and I would say that's with any age group. Like that's yeah. your introductory uh, film into the franchise, and then if they want to dig a little deeper, let them dig. Yeah, because not every you got you got moderate fans out there or mild fans. I'm not sure what the correct term would be. I'm a super fan, so if if I'm gonna try to introduce you to something like that, I'm gonna and there's even a little bit of interest there. I'm gonna try to sell you on it. I'm gonna be yeah. like, oh, there's the figures, and you got to check this out, and you got to check that out, and then you, but then you got to understand, there's 12 fucking films, and it's overwhelming. So it's just like, hey, you know, mo- most people, I think their general interest peaks is they see, oh, it's this guy with the hockey mask w- with the machete, and he's gonna stab a bunch of people, and that's a cool poster you have on your wall, or the the DVD looks cool, or you know, and we didn't even m- mention Freddy versus Jason. That's a that's a good film to start. People you know, I hadn't really. even thought about that, but that I would, I, I would maybe make the. I hate Freddy versus Jason, but I would, I would maybe consider introducing him to that one before even Friday the Thirteenth, just because you also have Freddy in there to kind of keep their interest. Yeah, and I, I wasn't really thinking on that route because when I think of Friday the Thirteenth, I don't really think of that film necessarily. I don't either crossover. because it's a Freddy film. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a crossover film. It's a little bit different. So just if you're thinking Friday in general, I'm 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 thinking on the lines of 09. I'm thinking obviously that Never Hike Alone. That's a great suggestion. But uh, I, I'm right there, I guess, with you. Like I said, as far as the the movie selection. But then again, as we mentioned, just kind of letting it come to them on their own. I mean, even even. Um, even on social media nowadays, I mean, like I get on Facebook and I'm flooded with Friday the 13th and all kinds of horror stuff. And that's damn near all I see. And even people who are not fans, if if you're just the average person on Facebook with, say, 400 friends or whatever, you're more than likely going to be scrolling through and see something horror related throughout the day. Yeah. Whether, whether that's uh, the new Predator video game that's going to be coming out or... Uh, whatever whatever horror film is is going to be out in the theater you see a trailer or or somebody like me i might have a somebody that's local to me that i grew up with and i share stuff that's related to you know my shit so it'd be hard to not know at least at least be aware of of you know the the big picture of friday the 13th it'd be hard yeah. to not see that kind of stuff even if you're not a, a fan at all you're still going to see it and be aware. You can't not know who Jason is as an American. Exactly. Like it's, right. he, he's an American icon. He's as he he's he's as big as you know the McDonald's Golden Arches. Like he, there's no way to go through life as an American and reach you know the age of twenty without at least at bare minimum knowing who Jason Voorhees is. Oh yeah. So, so <clears throat> like that that aspect is is there and it's always going to be there that's going to until the fucking sun explodes and devours earth yeah jason think, will be ingrained in our culture yep and i i think if you were if you were going to try to recruit fans let's talk about recruiting friday fans you got to go with the younger because you go with the hipster nathan has uh, unfortunately cut out let's all take a breath i'm a, fr- a friday fan Whereas if you get the get that those thirteen year olds that we were talking about, you can lure them right in. Yeah, and I'm not talking about luring them in like like with candy at the at the the, the delivery van at the park. I'm not talking about luring them in like that because that'd be just kind of weird. 
<laughs> it goes back to knowing all these 13 year olds. No, I don't know a whole bunch of 13 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, let's think about if you were, what, what would be the recruiting age? I would say like the junior high students, if you're going to recruit Friday fans, right? Well, you general. know, I, first let's, like I said earlier, man, and I really believe this. I, I, I really believe this. I think that if they're going to get really into it, it's going to start at a really early age and they're going to find it on their own. And I see this time and time again. And it's just like that little guy that's not even got a whore, like a horror loving family, just a very like blue collar, you know, Kentucky Wildcats basketball loving family that doesn't have anything to do with horror. This little guy found it on his own and he's, he's 100% head over heels into it. And yeah. it's little guys like that, little girls like that. Those are our, those are the, those are the seeds of, of, of the future of this hobby. And you're not, I, I just think, I, honest to God, man, I don't believe that you can like really convert somebody into a fan of this. I think it's one of those things where you just, you either love it or you don't love it. And anything in between is just, it's okay. I'll watch it, but I'm, that's, I don't give it a second thought after that. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think you're right. I mean, you're, you're right. I think it's something. I mean, think you... about it. When were you watching this? When were you watching these movies? Well, I mean, I, I don't have a, a whole lot of memory when I was real, you know, what I say real young, but I can remember seeing, I can remember them being on. And it, like I said, I mean, when I'm younger, I don't know exactly what age I can remember. You were seeing... probably extremely young. I'm going to gamble and say that you were probably extremely young. And if your parents allowed it, you would have stoked up any kind of Fangoria. No, or no, no, I did not. I did not when I was young. Well, here, no, here's the thing back then. um, My parents were not fans of that. So I didn't, I, I like, I have a picture of me at probably nine years old dressed up as Jason. Like I got the cheap, you know, hockey mask from the late eighties or whatever and a plastic knife. And so I have proof of being a slasher fan since back then. But I didn't become a big, a bigger fan until I was in my teen years. And because my parents were not fans, my parents, I don't remember them ever watching horror movies or anything like that. And that didn't happen until. That's what I'm saying though. You're just, you're just reinforcing my point. Like even though you didn't have those influences there in your household, when you were a kid, you still found it. And it was still, it's still, it was still there. Like, it was like even without those influences, you here you are, you know, twenty whatever years later, and you're and you're hosting a, a Friday the Thirteenth podcast. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. Is like it's there at a young age, and I've seen this time and time again with with some kids. Like you, you just see it. You're like, oh, I, I fucking see you, kid. I see myself in you because yeah. you know I remember being that kid, and I remember for me personally, like you said, you weren't, but I was like. Dude, if I ran into a Fangoria magazine at, at like nine, ten years old at a bookstore, I was begging my parents to get it for me. If I saw a, a Leatherface poster or a Hellraiser poster, I was begging my parents to get it for me. This has been a part of who I am since I was extremely little in it. Regardless of how you feel, it has obviously been with you too because, you know, like you said, it was there when you were younger and your parents just didn't like water that, you know. No, they definitely didn't. They definitely did not by any means but then of course <clears throat> back in the day and in, in my day and most of your day whereas kids nowadays could become a fan quicker because of social media because of technology because of ipads smartphones laptops smart tvs streaming 
it's all very accessible with the click of a button. Oh, so much easier than when we were kids. So much easier. You're going to be more exposed to it just out of coincidence than people from the 80s, from the 90s, even the early 2000s still. Because when we were kids, you had to search for it. You had to like, you had to. When I was a kid, I ain't even talking about the internet because I I didn't even really, I didn't even really use the internet much until probably, I didn't even use it in the early 2000s much. Oh, I I did. I was, I was on the net the second it went fucking. I I did, but it was mostly for like email in college. It was for stuff that was college related, like buying bullshit that I didn't need off eBay. I wasn't like, I I was busy. I was out doing Jaeger bombs and fucking off and, and getting speeding tickets and being a, being a dickhead. I remember AOL instant messenger. Yeah. I I remember that too. My signing name was Mesger under slash zero zero because I loved Mike Mesger, a uh, motocross racer. I don't know if you were ever into motocross, but <laughs> I was, yeah, I used to have a dirt bike. Absolutely. Uh, um, but no, I, I, I just like nowadays, I mean, it's, it's like, there's not really a good answer for it other than, like I said, I agree. So my opinion is how do you just introduce a fan in general? I'm, I'm going to say, let it, let it come to them. Don't, don't overwhelm them with anything because not not everybody's ever going to be a super fan. Those are a small percentage. But if if I'm just when I when I say introduction by that, you're just going to show them a film or or here borrow this. Like you said, never hike alone. I was thinking the studio films in general, but no, never Freddy hike alone Jason. has has earned its place. But if we're just strictly talking Friday, I'm going to say go with 2009 and just leave it at that. See what happens. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. If you don't get them with that, you're not going to get them with anything. Yeah, so I guess we'll call that the final thoughts, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's it, man. Uh, and, and you know, you'll and if it's going to be something, if they're going to be a super fan, you're going to see it at an early age. You'll know it when you see it. You'll be like, ah, oh, yeah, you little shit. I oh, see yeah. you. I know, yep. <laughs> I know who you are. Like, yep, you'll, it's just like watching an athlete, you know, when they've got the, the gift, if they've got that fire that. inside of them, yep, they've got the, they got the magic fire. And by that, we don't mean the clap. We've already discussed that. So no, yeah, we don't. I actually found that in 2007. So, um, <laughs> Oh, it was that late. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was only, uh, 2007. I would have been, uh, 20. So yeah, it was oh, a pretty yeah. good age to catch the yeah. clap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you dodged some bullets then. You got away with a few. Yeah, but fortunately, you know, with the clap, it's just some antibiotics and a slap on the ass, and you're you're back in the game. You're good to go. Well, there you have it. Um, but yeah, that's that's where we stand with it. I mean, it, it, I guess it's to each their own, especially if you have kids and what you want them to watch or allow them to watch. Um, to each their own, as far as that goes. But our recommendation, if if you're looking for an introduction, start with that, see what happens. And if they have a little bit of fire there, Hey, let them listen. Let them listen to the show that you never know. We can, well, we can hold work. up, hold up, hold up. How, how old? Are, well, I would never, I would never let my kids listen to this. <laughs> it might not be a kid. It could be, it could be a teenager. It could be someone in their twenties. Like yeah, yeah. 16, 17, this show's fine for them. 
we haven't really specified really an age. We've kind of talked a little bit about, well, what if they're older? Well, what if they're this? You know, we've kind of been, we, we, we haven't really, you know, pinpointed anything because it's kind of hard to do. So, yeah, obviously the kids wouldn't want to listen to the show, but but it's like, hey, if, did you like Friday the 13th, 2009? Oh, okay, cool. Well, here, go ahead and listen listen to these guys then. And then you never know. We might have just gained a new listener. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, they yeah. got to start somewhere. They got to start somewhere. <laughs> I just I can't imagine my children hearing. Did dad just say that he got the clap when he was 20 years old? I don't <laughs> They would just think that you got a standing ovation while you're in the military or something. They probably <laughs> wouldn't. <you know>. Yeah. <laughs> Did he just. Yeah. He, and then your wife's like, yeah, he just uh, he got an uh, he got an award for uh heroic efforts in combat that's, that's everybody clap. that's what he was talking about everybody clap yeah. everybody clap at his awards presentation that's that's what he meant by that yeah <laughs> all right so that was our thoughts on how to introduce a new fan if you if, if you stayed with us beyond story time and camp blood radio takes over the world and the impeachment of our president mr donald j trump etc cetera, etc cetera. so let us know what you think if you heard any of what we even said, let us know your thoughts. Feel free to chime in. We appreciate the interaction. We'll give you some shout outs. Like I said, slasher-tees.com. Pick up a shirt. Be one of the cool kids. Uh, but that wraps up another episode of Camp Blood Radio. So once again, please rate and review wherever you listen to the show at. Big thanks to those who have left the recent reviews. We got a couple more of those this week, uh, whether that be on Facebook, iTunes, or wherever you listen to the show at. Please do so. And uh, like I said, coming up, we're going to have James Amaral from Slasher-Tees.com to come on and talk some shit with us. And also, I've got the nod from James Power, Crystal Lake Industries. He's going to be a guest soon. And beyond that, well, you'll just have to wait and see. So if you have any other suggestions, feel free to drop us a line. Unless you're Mark Tefner, you just fucking shut up, bitch. You big dildo. Eat your fucking slot. <laughs>